Ron and Fez. The Ron, Ron and Fez, Fez Show. Releasing a jihad on your ass. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we debut a new kids segment, Fun with Fire and Poison. Then, then it's a day then where we, we head to the hospital to turn off ventilators. The Ron, Ron and Fez, Fez Show. A danger to generations to come. Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. I want more. I want to see the others on the big top five. I want to see Penny and Charlie and Sarah, all of them, you know, just see them and talk to them. You know, like a Bruce Springsteen song. You call, you ask them how they are, and see if they've forgiven you. Yeah, and then, and then I'd feel good. And they'd feel good. Well, they'd feel good maybe, but, but you'd feel better. I'd feel clean and calm. That's what you're looking for. You want to get ready to start again? It'll be good for you. Great, even. So give that big final good luck and goodbye to your all-time top five and just move on down the road. Well, I stood stone like at midnight, suspended in my masquerade. And I combed my hair, it was just right, and commanded the night brigade. Vacations in the stratosphere And you know it's really hard to hold your breath Swear I lost everything I'd ever loved to fear I was a cosmic kid in full costume dress
round two at Boppers. Ah, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. Chris Stanley uh, starting us up with the birthday boy. Mr. Bruce Springsteen would have been 61 years old today. Hard to believe when you think about him that young. He'll always be eternally young, but uh, in our hearts and minds. But, you know, when you lose somebody early like that, he's alive. I just meant to me personally. Just uh, to me personally. <laughs> kind of stopped at uh, darkness on the edge of town. Uh, but happy birthday. Uh, I'm sure uh, East Street Radio doing something really big today. He is still alive, as Chris was right about that. The old repartee spinning back and forth. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's the number you need for a... Ichiban. Ichiban. We got a big on mass uh, going tomorrow with Pat Cooper, and uh, I'm reading his book, Fez. Uh-huh. Standing up. I mean, it's... Uh, it's it's madness. <laughs> it's absolute madness. So uh, this one should be uh, uh, interesting, needless to say. But we'll take your Ichiban today. You just don't want to be a slacker sitting around listening to a show uh, because it's a call-in show. And then you can say to your, your friends, well, you know what? I don't just sit around and, and listen. I call in. I'm part of this damn show. It's Obama's uh, America. It's a new dawn. Uh, and I'm saying that because I couldn't get into work today because he's got the whole East Side tied up, giving some kind of crazy uh, long speech. Which I didn't see him in front of the UN say one thing about uh, Springsteen. And he had every right to. And then they could have came out with uh, Best Springsteen mixtape. All right, we'll be taking your Ichibans. <laughs> 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Mike, you're on Ronnie Fez Hey there, Ronnie B Yeah I got that Ichiban for you, sir Yeah uh, Joaquin Phoenix, last night apologized to David Letterman Well, yeah, he was on Letterman last night To say When I grew my big crazy beard And let my hair mat all up and started mumbling. That was some kind of social experiment. Um, I thought he came off even looking batshit crazy last night. And that's why I love the guy. I wish he would have just yelled out, I'm the real Johnny Cash. And off I go. Now, I guess Casey Affleck is his brother-in-law. But uh, the sister ought to be smacking the shit out of Casey. What did you do to my brother's career? Yeah, really? You just fucking shit can everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't get the experiment part of this. I don't see where the what we learn from it all when a famous person acts nutty, um, cameras are going to point at them. 
Uh, Fez just left the show again. Never, uh, never a good sign. First thing in the morning. Um, Hicks, did he go over there to you? Yeah, he came over here to me. Yeah. What was it? He wanted to see what a caller was saying, to see the rest of what a caller was saying, because uh, Ona were trashing Bob Dylan this morning. Mr. Bob Dylan? Mr. Bob Dylan. Robert Zimmerman? Well, what were they saying? They're saying he sounded terrible live. And this is no. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't know which way to go now. I got ONA on one side, and my godfather, uh, and I never make a big deal out of this, but Dylan was extremely close with my parents, and uh, stood as godfather for me, and actually uh, came up with the name Ron. Why hasn't this come out earlier? I don't like to make a big deal. I mean, that's my parents' business, really. I was a baby. I don't remember any of it. But... Um, He's the one who put that crucifix on my forehead. He just reached over, scratched it in with his long thumbnail. I don't know what it is. You ever see like that uh, Rolling Stone picture with Dylan? He's got the long, crazy yeah. thumbnail. It's awesome. Yeah. That's why if you just look up, you see where he scratched it in there. All right. Let's go over uh, to uh, Bill. Bill, you're on the Rana Fez show. I got an Ichiban for you. All right. Ichiban. 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 Hey, uh, Blockbuster Video files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Uh, Blockbuster Video, end of an era. Uh, and I think, I think it was only about 10 years ago Viacom bought them for some crazy multi-billion dollar uh, purchase. Uh, so I guess the founders got out of that thing nice and early. But it is going to be like any movie that has people going to a Blockbuster. And if you remember, it's been in like... A lot of romantic comedies and stuff where people be walking around looking for a movie together. Uh, the kids in the future are going to go, wait, why would that happen? Uh, between a blockbuster video and a phone booth, I don't know what's going to look crazier to the kids in the future. But everybody's acting like, well, that's so sad because that was a part of our life. I remember when everyone was pissed off at Blockbuster for blowing out all the mom and pop stores. And they were fucking thieves with their overdue charges. Jesus Christ. Um, let's see. You had Breakfast Club. That's $800 because we haven't seen you since May. Get the fuck out of here. I'll never rent another video again. Or a videotape. I remember, like, the mom and pop stores. And especially, like, if you were out in the country somewhere or something, you know, uh, it would look like it was just someone's house, like you would walk into their house. And sometimes, like, the porn would be right up front. They, to those people, they, they didn't have the slightest bit of uh, difference. Um, and off they go. They'd always keep the old posters up, too, the, the promotional movie posters. Like, you, you'd walk in in the 2000s and still see a Popeye poster up. Um, well, whatever they got, that felt like all part of it. You know what I mean? It was just like, we don't get a lot of shit. Uh, but what we get goes up on the wall. All right, this is the call that uh, Fez wanted to know about. You were concerned about a Bob Dylan call, Fez? Yes. So let's see. I don't know why Fez took extra interest in this. Uh, hi, you're on running Fez. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah. Hey, uh, according to Opie this morning, Fez is still a virgin. Well, that would be according to Fez. Fez has always been pretty open about that. 
Well, I think uh, I think Opie. Uh, I think Opie. Uh, he's got the inside scoop, though. If what, he had the inside the... scoop, I wouldn't be a virgin. <laughs> you see what he did there? He acts like oh, if you uh, scoop someone, somehow <laughs> you lose your virginity. Scoop, scoop. Uh, Fez, you've been. Uh, Pretty honest about that. Yeah, it's uh, that again. You know, Bob Dylan. Uh, people don't think he sounds good live. And again, not a breaking news story here. Busted Red movie. Uh, I saw Dylan one time, and uh, three songs in, I found out what the first three songs were. That, and I'm like, well, those are three of my favorite songs. And I just missed them all. I go, really? That. Two ago, that was tangled up in blue. You tell me the honest to God truth. Um, how did this uh, even come up, Fez? Why is your virginity being uh, talked about? I have no idea unless Opie is starting to sniff around. I have no idea if, if there's an interest there. Do me a favor and don't make any homoerotic jokes here uh, about Ope. Uh, do you, does anybody know the context that this came up with? Were they just going famous virgins? I just heard the music conversation and remember this coming up. Because let me tell you this. If you start spreading the rumor that Fez is a virgin, it's going to cost him a lot of tail. Okay? That's going to fucking blow into his shot as a ladies' man. I don't need my style crimped. You do need your hair crimped. Yeah, that. I mean, that kind of looks good. It's like a wave, except oh, it makes your hair look like a Ruffles potato chip, which is always a good look. I'm lo I'm loving where Fez is coming at this today, because I, I remember we had the thing of angry Fez this week, and then I asked him to be joyful Fez. Uh, I wrote him an email last night saying I only want to hear joyful Fez. I'm hearing the old Fez today, and I'm loving him. Don't don't worry that anybody called you a V baby. Don't worry about that. You're going to find the right person. I'll just celebrate my virginity as well. His virginity is uh, very, very important to him. Uh, his dad gave him a promise ring on his 40th birthday, and he plans on keeping it fresh and safe for somebody out there. It makes me feel like a Jonas brother. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Ian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I uh, went to uh, the Hartford show for Bob Dylan. Took my girlfriend and her mom was a huge Bob Dylan fan. About two songs in, we look over and she's bawling, crying because it was so horrible. <laughs> well, again, he never was known as this, like, I'm going to go out there and be an entertainer. It's almost, it's the same thing like if you went to see a man called Horse. Just think of him as Richard Harris in A Man Called Horse, where occasionally uh, he'll be held up by his own skin uh, and tiny hooks. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Glenn in Massachusetts. You're on my Fez. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Yeah. I, I got the rundown on that um, ONA bit about the virgins. They were uh, talking about a study that was done for uh, married people that had saved their virginity until they got married and how it, how it fucks people up for the rest of their life. And they, they started talking about uh, the fucked up virgins that they know. And Fez's name uh, got brought into the conversation. All right. Other Stalker than Patty. Fez and Stalker Patty, what other virgins do they know? Bobo. 
Uh, I didn't know Bobo was a virgin. Their new uh, intern, um, uh, Crazy Steve or whatever. I, I forgot the intern's name, but their new intern is a virgin as well. Starker Patty and then Fez was, oh yeah, Fez too. That's right. They are all fucked up if you don't, if you save your virginity. I say I'm in good company. <laughs> um, yeah. Was there a reason, Fezzy, you decided to uh, to not uh, be sexual? Um, I always just thought it would come along on its own time. Like I didn't, like, a, like I, I didn't seek it out. Like if you got so, yeah. How would not it, like that? How would you think that it would come along? Like somehow it would just happen to you? No, I thought what would happen was I would meet the uh, special person, and mm. I just always thought that that you know that I you just hadn't was, fallen in love yet. You, you thought it was going to be a special gal, exactly. Yeah, that I just I just hadn't found that special woman that made me go head over heels that I wanted to be with. And at what point did you decide there wasn't going to be a special gal for you? That was probably about I'd say fifteen years ago. Where just like, all right, this isn't happening. Yeah. Where it's probably not going to happen. If it does, fine. Right. But that's when the doubts started coming in. Where you know, where it's like, all right, more likely than not, not going to happen. I was so that was somewhere uh, during the Seinfeld years. I mean, obviously before they all went to jail, but right. somehow we're, we're about the time that. Before Putty made such a prominent place for himself. Well, before we found out that Kramer's first name was Cosmo, you said to yourself, okay, I don't think there's uh, a, a special gal out there for me. And at what point did you decide it's not a gal at all that interests me? That was probably more like... Um I'll say like seven or eight years ago. All right, so even in the seven or eight years, when you decided that wasn't the way to go, still nothing. Still, no, still nothing. Then it was just, I'm going to keep to myself. I'm fine as I am. And I'm not, I just wasn't going to even worry about that part of it anymore. Uh, here's Anthony in Jersey. You're on Run Fez. Yeah, hey, buddy, Ronnie, I remember the story that you were telling about Fez, who he used to have, like, a girl he used to bring to the holidays to his parents' house and stuff. A beard. Yeah. Did she ever try to make a move on him, or did he, like, how uh, did he never try going after that? Uh, she I mean, did, why, and, uh, and, and I don't think it was on purpose, but you somewhat offended her. Yeah, did not and, mean to offend. But well, you, you acted disgusted when she made the move. Yeah, and didn't realize I did that. And trust me, it was all totally out of complete panic and nervousness. You were in fear? At, at, oh, just scared to death at the time. Even though you and her were like uh, very good buddies. Yes, even, even though as close as we were, yeah. just terrified. And, and why, did, why didn't you point that out to her? Like, why would you, why would you just instead, instead of saying, hey, I'm terrified... Doing the, oh, what are you doing bit that kind of hurt her feelings? I am um, embarrassment. Didn't want to bring that, that I was scared to death. Better to make her feel bad about herself than you feel bad about yourself? No, it was always like, all right, maybe not now, but I'll get myself together and this will happen. It was, it was always like, all right, um, I'm freaking out right now, but I'm going to get my act together 
Right. And this is going to happen. But after that happened, you and her didn't see each other too much. No. And certainly not in the same way. Did that dawn on you? Um, I think it started to, but I still kept thinking, all right, I can get this. I was still in that mode of, this is going to happen. I can still get myself together. Right. On this. Hmm. I didn't share any of that because I was really hoping to get myself well, together. I, like, um, Hicks, in your neighborhood, what age do boys start worrying, like, I'm still a virgin? Because it normally comes into the... I mean, you're in your, like, kind of mid-teens. I'd say freshman high school. Uh, right. First, maybe, maybe, and starts at, like, the your last year of junior high or whatever. Right. Right going in there is when things start Where all of a sudden, like, other guys, you know, there's always, like, a guy in eighth grade, and you're like, well, I got to get this one off the books. I oh, don't, yeah. <laughs> I can't fucking be carrying this around. You never had that at your school? No, I think we, uh, yeah, we had it at my school, definitely, but I wasn't... At that point, I wasn't thinking about it. Right, but even though when the other guys would bring it up, it wouldn't make you think, hey, I got to make a really bad decision and get involved in this uh, quickly, awkwardly, and kind of ruin some other little girl's life as I'm just trying to... You know, it's almost, it's almost like one of those things where you're like, Oh, I just did my own tattoo. That's all. I just put my own tattoo on. But you know what I mean? I'm not even saying that that's a positive move that boys do. Uh-huh. But you do have that thing of, holy shit, um, I don't want everybody else thinking I'm fucking, you know, a weirdo. Well, I was so slow in that respect behind everybody else. Honestly, what I was thinking about at that time was getting my first kiss. I and, I, I, and, get, I get that, but you hung around with other people, right? Yeah. And they went beyond kiss and were having sex in high school, right? I believe so, yeah. What do you mean you believe so? It didn't well, come I, don't, up. I wasn't there. I mean... But you know how guys talk. Right, yeah. You were around guy talk. Yeah. I would just... You know, I wasn't <clears throat> thinking... It wasn't something... I think the fear was already there. So when that guy talk would start, I wouldn't participate in it, and I would just kind of move away or change the subject. Well, wouldn't guys try to say, what about you, Otley? Didn't you... Um, no, because they never like, you know, if you were with a girl, if you had a girlfriend or something, then the talk would come up. Or if you were, you know, going out on a date or someone saw you at a party with someone, it came up. I was never seen with anybody. So it just, it really didn't come up with me. Do you think at that point, even though you didn't know, everybody else knew? Oh, I would think so. Yeah. All right. So you just, you just kind of chose to act like, uh, I don't I'm just going to ignore reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those conversations made me nervous, so I steered away from them. Right. All right. Well, there you have it. And do you do you want to keep this thing now and take it to the distance, take it to the grave with you? Or do you want to uh, move on? No, I want to move on now. Even though just the other day on the show... You said that the term shit dick was like the grossest thought ever. I don't know if it's... I think he might be on the A-team. You think so? Mm-hmm. And the A-team is you right now, Patty, Bobo. Tell you the truth, I still think Earl. If I'm being totally honest, I still got Earl on that team. 
And I guess that new intern, Steve. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Bill, you're on Ron Fez. Ronnie, I, I think there might have been a breakthrough and you just glanced over it. Uh, you mean a breakthrough for Fez? Yeah, he said, you asked him, uh, he said 15 years ago that the right woman hadn't come along, and then he said seven or eight years ago he determined it wasn't going to be a woman. Well, that that is true. I mean, he, is de- he determined uh, a long time ago, and we talked about it a few years ago, of you were just going to be comfortable with your asexuality. Right, yeah. And the celibacy that went along with it, where it was just going, I was just going to barricade myself and not worry about that anymore. Well, you uh, still have in, in your own way. You're still barricaded. I mean, you haven't acted on it. Absolutely, but it's, uh, yeah, but then it was like a comfortable plan. Well, who made you uncomfortable? The shrink? You know, I think I made myself, I think I made myself uncomfortable and then gave it to the shrink that I saw for two years and it went back and forth that way. I think I I was uh, an accomplice in that. Hmm. Um. Oh, by the way, I think Nico was still on the list. Or did he get uh, taken off? Um. Here's Suzanne, Long Island. You're on Fez. Hey, um, Fezzy, what about your gal pal Coco? She was a gal, right? From a couple years ago? Yeah, she was. Uh, they were long-distance friends. And she offered to come to New York, hang out with Fez. You talked to her on the phone a couple times. Mm-hmm. You were both, you know, nice to each other. But you decided uh, that's not something I want to pursue. Right. That's how that. That's how that went. Mm. Okay. Uh, here's uh, Eric. Eric, you're on a Fez. Hey, Fezzy. Question. Yes. How, all right, you're saying how old you were when you decided this, that, and the other thing. How old were you when you decided to talk like a queer Marsha Brady? Um, Eric, you're very strong calling there from Iowa. But Fez has always pretty much had this voice uh, that kind of goes in and out. At least you were the first night I met, when it was many, many years ago. Um, but also, other people in your family have that voice. Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't tell. I remember... Um one time, my father, he called, for some reason, he decided to call into a sports radio show. He had yeah. never done this at all. He was going to say something about the Buccaneers. And I remember we were gathered around the radio because he was on hold and he was telling us to listen for him. Well, sure, it was AM. It was sports talk. <laughs> exactly. And he went on the phone. He got on the air. They took his call. He said it. And the, um, the, the host asked, um, what's your name, ma'am? Because they thought it was a woman who had called in. Did After, you guys all start laughing? <laughs> it was a crazy try-to-hold-it-in laughter. Right. Of, like, we were embarrassed yet uncomfortable enough to start laughing all at the same time. Now, did it ever dawn on you that your dad had that kind of voice growing up? or No, because it was weird because it did sound like a woman's voice going over the radio. Well, it sounds like... It, it uh, didn't sound the same as, like you know... Don't. In person. No, it sounds <laughs> that way in person. It, 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 he sounds that way in your living room. And I think he got nervous, so it went extra high and squeaky anyway. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, he's uh, he'll, an occasional high talker. Um, actually, we have uh, friends like that. Eddie Trunk, when he gets angry, he starts to fucking... I fucking can't mm-hmm. believe it. Uh, Rap does the same thing. Now, uh, is, that's my buddy that I grew up with. Nothing like Fez. Complete fucking crazy tough guy. But not too long ago, just like a couple months ago, Rap is... Uh, in the mean streets of Chester, PA. Uh, walking down the block, you know, collecting money, doing his thing that he has to do in that neighborhood. Uh, right in front of him, a fucking guy pulls out a fucking shotgun. Boom. Blows another guy away, right? Right in fucking front of him. So, rap fucking, he's not strapped. He jumps, like, behind these fucking bushes because he thinks now this guy is going to get rid of fucking... You know, people that are calling, so he fucking hits a 911 because he thinks everyone's going to get executed who sees this. And the guy's walking his way. So he's calling 911. There's been a fucking shooting. There's a guy just got killed. The woman on 911 says, Ma'am, ma'am, calm down. Where are you right now? <coughs> Completely fucking pisses him off. And I'm like, Well, great idea having a cell phone instead of a fucking weapon in that fucking neighborhood. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, has Fez ever heard of a sexual surrogate? Uh, you've had your shrink bring that up to you, Fez. Yeah, yeah, where I even have the name of one and the phone number if I want to call this person. Um... What is it, like a little oriental spa? They tell you they're giving you a rub down, then it ends in a different way? That's exactly what I believe it to be. Yeah, where it starts with a massage and then ends up uh, going further. Now, how is that a surrogate and not just prostitution? And would you consider losing your virginity to a prostitute? Or after all these years of holding it, would you like it to be less, I don't want to say clinical, but something along those lines. More meaningful, you know, than that. Definitely meaningful. Because even though, like I said, where I used to, you know, think I would fall in love, the right gal would come around. Yeah. Um, you know, I still think the right person's going to come around. You still have that romantic thing. Where I want, you know, I don't have the need, I don't have the desire or the feel to, oh, I need to get this over with. Just do it and get it done. I still want it to mean something. All these years later. Then finally, the day before he died, Fez came. Um, Thanks to a bad attendant at the nursing home. Maybe the point here, maybe it's not so much that the right person isn't out there, Fez. Maybe you're not the right person. There's a definite possibility to that. Well, why does that make you cringe after decades and decades of being on the bench? And then I say to you, maybe you're not a player. Did you just act like there was a slight, you know, I saw you deflect it with the possibility, but slightly offended there. No, because it's the, it's, it is the things that I concern myself with. Like, you know, that I am, that who's going to want to be with this person with a little extra back hair? May I worry about how bad I smell sometimes? I have that ass problem. Mm, all right. Uh, Vinny, you're on run a fuzz. Hey, uh, 
Uh, Ronnie, how about uh, Sheepy? Isn't Sheepy one of your asexual monkeys as well? Uh, I haven't kept up with Sheepy uh, lately. I don't know whether he ever did anything about it. Also, Nico texted me. He still does have his V card. He's still in the. He's still a virgin. Yeah. God bless that, Nico. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Justin, you're on the Ron Fez show. What's up, buddies? I got an Ichiban. 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 Yeah. Steven Tyler from Aerosmith is so happy to be on America with Jennifer Lopez because he is said he's infatuated and in love with her. See ya. Uh, I guess they announced these people. Yeah, Ryan Seacrest announced the new panel yesterday. So, Randy Jackson, the dog, returning, uh-huh. along with Jennifer Lopez and Steven Tyler. I think this is a fabulous cast. I think this is going to be a great season. We, we now have boy Paula in Steven Tyler. As nutty as she could get, I'm just I'm hoping and praying for Steven Tyler to go even crazier. This sounds every bit like hearing the people that are on Hollywood Squares. I mean, there's no interest here anymore. It's just insane. It's, what the hell does Steven Tyler have to do with pop music? He had one pop song in his life, that fucking Armageddon song, and uh, then they act like they're always been embarrassed about that. But what's Steven Tyler going to say? 1997, some woman wrote a song for my band. We did it. It locked in with a movie. So why don't you guys try doing that? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, here's Jeremy in Canada. You're on my face. Fezzy, don't you know the first time isn't all wonderful and uh, as romantic as you'd like it to be? It's more awkward and and full of, like, blank stares when it's all said and done with? Well, I understand awkwardness, especially the first time. (laughs) But I'm also thinking (laughs) that if it is with someone special, that it's that's going to make that a little bit more okay. Like, if I'm with, you know, just a stranger that I've picked up or paid for... God, that's disgusting. You know, and it's and it starts to be awkward and awful. The fact that I don't care for that other person, I think it's going to make it a little bit more awful for me. Mm. What if you shit yourself? All right, that's one thing I worry about. Really? Yes. Get enema first. Gas, shitting, any of it. Pissing. All right, what about what Hicks says? You give yourself a fucking nice enema. In front of the person and try to turn them on. Laser off your back hair, start getting enemas. It's only going to keep me clean so long. Both procedures. Um, but wouldn't it be? Um, well, what if you have it right, done right before? But wouldn't it be easier if it was just empl- a paid employee, and then you shit all over them, and instead of being embarrassed, you're just like, here's an extra six hundred. It, it seems right in theory, but it just, to me, like, not caring about the person will make it even more awkward. Where And coming up with these reasons also gives you more of an opportunity of not doing it. Do you see what I'm saying there? Oh, like, yeah. You will find the reasons of why it won't work out. Like, no, I need the person to be blonde, not have any eyebrows or eyelashes, 
and be missing three limbs. You get a girlfriend experience. We'll treat you nicer than a regular prostitute. I see that on my on-demand. Is it any good? Oh, that movie, I heard, I heard it was not good at all. Because it's got the girl that ruined Vinny Chase's life. Yeah, Sasha Gray. The only reason it got heat was because a porn star was fucking acting in a movie directed by Steven Soderbergh. Oh. Shane, Texas, you're in Fez. Yeah, Ronnie B., when uh, Fez talks about finding a special person, does he mean retarded? Um, Fez, do me a favor. Don't go out with, her, with, a, spe- with a sped. I will promise you that. One in this relationship's enough. Uh, Garth, Indiana, you're in Fez. Hey, Fezzy. When this first time happens with a special person, just uh, make sure to whisper to him, five, two. Uh, a lot of people wrote to me yesterday that they heard the anthrax thing, and yes, that is when uh, Fez did the five, two uh, announcement uh, during the Dave Cross unmasked that um, he thought that there was some kind of secret anthrax uh, being released and we needed to leave. That's going to replay, by the way, this uh, weekend on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy. They would hate for you to say that's going to replay. In their opinion, Fez, that debuts then. That is the debut of it. And what we did was a sneak preview. So if we start telling them, Hey, when are you repeating that thing? They're gonna they're gonna shut us down here. Over on your old tour too. By the way, I'm gonna drag uh cross and bladder down with me. I just decided that now. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Um Jim, you're on the run of fez show. Hey Ronnie, why don't we put Fez's virginity up on eBay, see if we can't raise a little cash. Um, would that lose some of the specialness for you? That would lose a lot of specialness for me. Where I'm basically the same as a Pez dispenser or... Pez dispenser. Sure. Or, you know, some old CDs. Never used. That CD is still in the shrinkage, my friend. And a lot of shrinkage from what I understand. You will also worry about that, Fez? Performance anxiety is very high on the list. Of uh, just not being able to get it up when the time is right. And what about length and girth? That ever bother you? That I wonder about, yeah. Is that going to be up to par? Or is it just going to be a point and stare? What do I do with that thing? What's your gut tell you? My gut tells me that it's, um, that, yeah, it could be an issue. Okay. Yep, my gut does tell me that. Um... Kevin, you're on the run of Fez show. They say that virgins live five to eight years longer than fornicators, All but right, they're thanks. so much more miserable. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Radio Shark. I mean, Kevin from Florida. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Tony, you're on run of Fez. Yeah, I was wondering, if, has Fez looked into finding another hairy-backed person? Isn't there websites for that? He was a hairy bear. He's such a scary bear. You're not interested in anybody that would be Fez-like. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, my type, if I have one, is not me. Right. You disgust you. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be with someone like me. Don't you want to be with someone worse than you, though? No, I think I'd like to be with someone better than me. Then that way, when they leave... 
then you can fantasize that they're off doing better. See what I'm saying there? Oh, yeah, I do see what you're saying. Right. That's why I like to see you start with Stalker Patty, who, by the way, I met Cousin Brucey yesterday and was very excited and said to him, I used to listen to you when I was nine years old. And, of course, she looks as old as the sun as she's standing there. So it's um, almost like if the sun in the sky said to you, Oh, my God, when I was a little tiny match, when I was just this little spark, uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Well, you're opening up a lot today, Fezzy, and you seem like the old Fez. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's all there. I am Mr. Open Book, that's for sure. Really? Open Book, Open Wound, that's me. So that's how you, you see yourself as a man with no secrets. Very, very interesting. Except one. Mm. I'm keeping for me. Um, here's Chris. Chris, you're on Fez. Hey, uh, Fez. You sound good today, man. I have an Ichiban for you guys. All right, let me play this. All right. Tens of thousands of French workers protest to retirement age being raised to 62. <clears throat> to what age? To 62 now. 62. What were they before? 60. Okay. Uh, the French, uh, not big on working. Like a lot of free time. Take off summers. Um, get to work late. Take a long lunch. Leave early. Drink a bottle of wine. Wine, sporty ode drink a wine. Uh, and at some point, you say to yourself... Well, doesn't it seem like they have a better lifestyle? What is the hurry here in the U.S. of A? I'll tell you who I like out there in the world. Those siesta bastards. I think they do. Uh, obviously, they do it in Mexico. But I hear they also do it in, in China where people will have like a little mat or something. And after lunch, they lay it down and take a little fucking nap for themselves. You might walk into a 7-Eleven over there. Shh. Everyone's sleeping. Even the customers will lay a mat down, take a nap. I sleep better in the daytime than I do at night. Oh, me? I love a nap. I think it's fantastic. Even beyond nap. I could keep vampire hours in a heartbeat. I love the fact of sleeping knowing the world is doing stuff. And then I could be out creeping at night uh, while they're asleep and defenseless. Hicks, you're more of a... You feel better at night? Yeah, I like to have a nice long sleep. And I like being up and off from work, knowing the rest of the world's working, and just fucking knowing I don't got shit to do. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's not like I go and do stuff during the day either. I just, like, fucking crash out. Uh, working nights is where it's at, too. Doing night radio is fucking perfect. A couple times we did night broadcasts since I've been a producer have been awesome. They've been really fucking fun. No, Fez, you never liked night radio. No, no, it just, it made me, I would get tense, and I would have that tenseness throughout the day, leading up till the night show. Of course, now I've parlayed that into a 24-hour tenseness, so it does. Uh, what, 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 what would make you tense? That, know that you're working later? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it would, and the way I would have to deal with it is, I would make sure, instead of like getting up in the morning and taking a shower and going in to work like seven hours later, I would have to take my shower and try to start my day before the evening show. Like, that was the beginning of the day. 
I don't even know. Uh, yes, that is the beginning of the day. Why wouldn't that? Why wouldn't when you woke up in the morning be the beginning of the day? No, I'm saying I would uh, take a shower before going into work to try to act like that was the beginning of the day, not the actual morning. Right. So what would the difference be? Well, your big thing was you took a shower before work? Yeah. Yeah, what's, what's crazy about that? Just like if you go out at night, like if you got a fucking date, you take a shower. Why would taking a shower before you came into work be bizarre? Because I was trying to make it feel like, all right, I just, I would, I would take some, I would go to, I would take a nap before the evening show. Right. And then get up and just act like I was getting up in the morning instead of the evening. Right. But so you, you take a nap, take your shower, come in. It's not crazy. Um, Rich, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. What's up, Fez? What can we do for you, buddy? Hey, listen, you don't have to lose your virginity. It's just a hand job. Baby steps, Fez. Um, would that kind of ruin some of the specialness, Fez, if you paid for a handy? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it absolutely would. The, the, the you, first time someone else is touching me intimately. Right. Yeah, I'd really want it to be someone that I want touching me intimately. Well, it would be. You'd want them. Want the person touching you so much that you would pay them. I think it would still take the specialness out of it. I've never heard a guy talk about specialness. I've never heard that in my life. This sounds insane to me. It sounds nuts. Just get a nut off. That's the romantic part. Getting that nut. Make jizzies. Your romantic um, talk isn't helping, Hicks. Uh, James in Tulsa, you're on Runa Fez. Yeah, I got an Ichiban for you. All right, let Another me get this. Don't, don't, talk, don't, say, don't say I have an Ichiban and then talk over the sounder, sir. You sound like a maniac. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, the American Idol, also, they're not going to have themes anymore. They're going to be able to sing whatever they want, most like, uh, for the most part. They... Yeah, I, I don't know even the difference. I don't care what they do. They don't make stars anyway. Those uh, the last couple years, the people who wanted it disappeared. Even uh, the gay kid who looked like he was going to be the next Freddie Mercury disappears. They don't make stars. It's not uh, not a big deal. Uh, Paul, you're running first. Ronnie, what's going on? Hey, getting to the uh, hand job thing. Uh, what's what's the going rate these days? Has it gone up over the years? I mean, it's different in different parts of the country. Just go for If you're worried about money, go further uptown. Get a crackhead. Get a chicken head in there. Is that it? Yeah. I mean, but what about quality? Do you pay for quality? Or what's the story on this? Uh, you know, a, a quality hand job? There's not a, a prostitute out there who goes like this. The thing that I happen to do the best is hand jobs. Now, I know you're acting like you want around the world. What you need right now is a good, solid handy. I'm not sure anybody is uh, going to care about that. Best hands in the business. So you don't you don't want to use a surrogate. You've decided. You've thought it over. They, I, I'm definitely not using a prostitute. I have not ruled out the surrogate yet. It's a prostitute. I'm not saying that in a bad way. But don't act like... It's almost like acting like, I don't take drugs, I take medicine. Make up any fucking word you want for it. You're grabbing an oxy. 
you know, if you need to hide it behind some kind of phrasing, but if someone would have sex with you for money, how do you act like this one good, that one over there bad? Well, I think it's just, you know, it's where they come from. It's like if it's picking someone up at the bus depot or if it's someone who's also a therapist. Sure, they're a therapist. Um, But if you look into it, that whole, oh, but I'm a high uh, prostitute. Like the one who's fucking ratting out David Beckham right now. What's the difference? You're in Vegas or you're up on uh, 125. What's the big fucking difference here? I just think people have a, a fucking problem living with their own honesty. If you're paying for sex, what's the difference of how it goes down? You can't sit around and go, oh, I'm getting medical treatment from this pro- from this therapist. Um, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. I'm doing so well now. That my therapist went to Harvard. So things are going pretty good for me. Um, let's go over here to uh, Art. You're on my Fez. Hey, uh, Fezzy, I got a question for you. Uh, with all this abstinence, I mean, are you up to, like, uh, jacking off, like, five to seven times uh, a day? Or? What kind of guy would ask such a thing, sir? You're just getting off on that yourself. One who wants to think about it later on. Um, by the way, the Twitter thing has gotten so weird that now Martha Stewart has has to tell people she's not drunk just because her tweets are crazy. Apparently, she's giving a lot of misspelled, rushed, and wacky-sounding tweets. So people are getting it out there. Martha Stewart's a drunk. Not true at all, Fuzzy. Not true at all. I like that she's asking for advice for the whatever girls. What kind of advice did she ask for? She she uh, she asked if um, Alexa should change her hairstyle every single day on the TV show. Is that what they're doing now with her? Um, I'm not I'm not sure exactly where that came from, but she must have changed it a couple of times for Martha to bring it up. Have you watched any of the Whatever Girls? No, I haven't caught it yet. Dynamite! It's dynamite, Fezzy. Trapped in TV. Now, because they've been so busy with their TV show, I noticed they haven't been around here. They're taking a little sabbatical off radio. And I'm like, well, does that mean they're leaving radio behind? And I hear no. They just don't have all the time for it that they did in the past. And she also wanted to know what... Uh, what Appreciate kind of, Martha? Martha Stewart wanted to know on her uh, Twitter page what kind of chairs that the whatever girls should be sitting on. Should they change it to stools or <laughs> just have a couch? Is that is that why people think she's drunk? Yeah, where it's like, why are you asking you, this? Don't you tell her that you you do the only advice show that people give you advice? Martha shouldn't be stealing that from you? Tell me, what should I start doing with uh, decorations, and how do I bake things? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, by the way, uh, the turkey trot... That you got up, a run. Red Dog has offered to meet you there, Fez. Okay. And be a, w- a wingman, and so has Don Stugatz. Now I don't know Ron Red Dog, but I can vouch uh, for Don Stugatz for being a stand-up guy. 
and they said they'd be willing to go there with you on Turkey Day. They're both living in T-Town. And set a brand new record for you, personal best. How far is this turkey trot? It's a, it's a 5K walk run, so that's 3.1 miles. They promise that you would make this thing 19 minutes. Now, what is your personal best so far? Uh, I've done it in, I think, like 50 minutes. You are going to more than half your time. Uh, on each side of you, Ron Red Dog's going to have your left arm. Don Stugatz will have your right. They're going to be running full out. And if you can't keep up, they're going to drag you. And they, they guarantee under 15 minutes. Now, your best before was 50? Yeah. So you weren't even running. No, I was running. It just was really, really slow. I, you're doing a 15-minute mile. Yeah. That's walking. Well, it's, no, but I mean, it's a slow mile. It's a 15-minute mile. But, but I am, you know, running. I'm doing the, the run. Technically, a 15-minute mile is walking. No way that you can get around that. You can walk faster than 15 minutes in a mile. Am I, Hicks, I need you to look that up for me. I need some uh, standardized testing on this. But I think it's impossible to run a 15-minute mile. Um, unless you are trotting like a turkey. Maybe this is an actual uh, turkey trot. It's pretty tiny steps. Well, are people walking passing you, passing you up? Um, that's happened before, but the, to me, they're like doing their speed walking thing. I'd rather jog this. The slow average walk is three miles an hour. If you walk slightly fast, it's 13 minutes a mile. All right, so 13-minute mile is walking... At a brisk pace. Yeah. Fez is doing a little better than 15 minutes here. All right. Maybe I'm wrong, Fez. Maybe somehow this is the low end of running. Well, see if you can look this up, Hicks. What's the slowest a person could possibly run? And maybe that's Fez's way into the Guinness Book. Of course, too, I do stop at the water tables instead of keep going like everyone else. I kind of chat and thank people for the water. What's the thank? Uh, Mike, you're on the Ronnie Fez Show. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing, buddy? None of your business, Mike. <laughs> All right. I'm a closed book. I'm not like Fez. Well, if Fez wants it to be special, he doesn't need a hooker. He needs a matchmaker, a professional matchmaker who will listen to what he's looking for, you know, scan the universe. And find it. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Why don't you go to millionaire.com, Fizz? I see them uh, trying to fucking sneak into every thread, every talkback thread on a news piece. This article is great. It reminds me of millionaire.com, where you can meet millionaires. All right. Have you ever considered a matchmaker, Fizz? Uh, I have not considered a matchmaker. I've thought about computer dating. Well, that's a matchmaker. All right, so that's matchmaking. The computer dating—I always worried about that with the whole stranger attitude. You don't know if you're going to meet a psycho. There's been people that have gotten murdered off of Craig—you know—finding someone off a of Craigslist. There's people met people in church and got murdered by them. Um, you know, there's no thing. I mean, you meet somebody in a bar, you get your throat cut. 
Um, all right, there are professional matchmakers. Fez, would would you willing to be willing to be Jewish? I don't know if I could pull off Jewishness. Why not? Well, you know what? Now that I think about it, I probably could. I I feel kind of guilt ridden. Uh, Diego, Arizona, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron, you got to say that uh, that's a three and a half mile an hour average if, if he's doing that 15 miles. I'm booking. 50 minutes per for, per mile. It's pretty uh, pretty uh, slow pace for uh, for a jogger. Now, could that be considered running? Or would that be considered, no matter what your body is doing, you're walking? No, that's definitely running in a nursing home test. You know, that's a, that's a warm-up walk right there. Um, all right, so there you have it, Fez. You are running. My apologies, but you're running at a nursing home rate. Uh, John, you're on my Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, Ron, it looks like the the, Fez, the, the pace that Fez is running is the same if you had escaped from jail and your ankles were so shackled together like Harrison Ford or something. All right, you're defiant ones running, Fez. Congratulations. Well, you and Sidney Portia, even though you're both prejudiced against each other, you're going to become best friends. Well, my ankles are uh, shackled just by my thighs. See, this is going to make it hard for you to find dates because you do this self-depreciating thing, which also I still see as being an egomaniac. Like when I watch a comic and they spend... 15 minutes either talking about their hair or their weight or the small dick. I'm like, but it's still about you. Fucking get away from yourself for five fucking seconds. Um, let's uh, let's go to Jeff. Jeff, you're on my face. Uh, yes, I work for the post office, and if I delivered mail as slow as Fezzi right. is running, they would fire me. All right, I'm being corrected here. It's deprecating is the word I want to say, not depreciating. Depreciating is a financial term. Um, it is, and why aren't you? You're a, you were an English major, right, Fuzz? Sure. How come you're not ever correcting me on that? I thought you were right. I thought self-deprecating is the right word. I didn't say or that. Self-depreciating. That, you're, self you're, both, you're both lower. They're both words lower value. No, you said it right the second time. That you were right when you said the second one was right. Um, Todd, you're on Fuzz. Ronnie B. Hey, man, there's got to be at least 10 chicks out there. This is going back to Fez's virginity. There's got to be 10 chicks out there that would tomorrow take Fez's virginity from him. It, is, it is 100% true that it's impossible to be on the radio and stay a virgin by anything other than choice. That somebody will just say, yeah, for a fucking bit, I'll bang the guy off the radio. Yeah, but that's never been anything that I wanted. Overnight fucking guys at rock stations get fucking laid constantly by little crazy girls that can't sleep at night. I'll blow you if I can hear Queen. All right, get over here, you lucky fucking caller. Get the fuck over here. And do yourself a favor. Stop and get some Sixers. Um, here is uh, Bob. Bob in Jersey. Ronnie, in the Marine Corps, our march is three and a half miles an hour. All right, Fez, so you're a marcher. You're going on the turkey march. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it just depends on how high I get the knees up. I like, My, mine don't even bend. I like the slow start to that, the slow start. 
Uh, Rick, you're on Running Fez. Yeah, Bonnie. Uh, the difference between running and walking has to do with uh, uh, feet touching the ground. If you, uh, at any given point, have two feet touching the ground, it's walking. Once it's only one foot alternating each time, then it becomes a running. It has uh, nothing to do with speed. So uh, at no point could two feet be on the ground same time and be considered a run? Yeah, correct. Like in the speed walking rules for the, the speed walk racing, uh, that's that's how they gauge whether somebody is you know you know going too fast. They you know they're they're breaking the rules by you know, they don't uh, have two feet on the ground uh, in in alter you know in alternate. All right, uh, Watley, I need you to stand up here. First of all, let's show show us just your normal run. Uh, no, no, let's go back to normal walk. Okay. All right. So there are plenty of times when two feet are on the ground. Now let's see your run. Yeah, you're keeping two feet on the ground with that as well. And I don't know how you're doing it because you're raising the knees. You, you just completely stopped. You did it for five seconds and then you stopped. And this is this is the way you would run the turkey trot? Yep. That's the way I would do it. Let me see you run back and forth in this room. And then I want you to jog in front of that group that's being taken around. All right. And you go that fast? Um, because if you're going that fast, you're probably going to, you'd have to be going more than a 15 minute mile. Yeah, I think this is about as fast as I go. I would expect you to be more than a mile in 15 minutes at that. Now, let's see how the way you would walk. I right, show me, I want you to, first of all, try to cross the room, do your run against the, across the room and then your walk. Okay, now back over here and let's see your walk. It's about exactly the same speed. I think you could probably walk at the same speed. You're just uh, lifting your, your your knees a little more. Uh, Anthony, you're on my face. Anthony, we got you? Yeah, hey, uh, hey, Ron. Um, I was watching Biggest Loser last night, and uh, the 400-plus-pound men run 15-minute miles easy. Mm. Um, all right, Fuzzy, so you're going to end up on that show sooner or later losing a fucking race to a 400-pounder. So there's didn't a show win- interested in me. Didn't you win a race one time on our show? Yeah, um, it was, I believe it was, uh, it was yeah, it was against Keisha, mm-hmm. one of our interns, and that was a 5K run. And that was actually... that was, I thought it was a 100-yard dash. I thought we did it out in front of JFK. We did both. We did a 100-yard dash, and then I also did a 5K with her uh, to go by time. And you beat her both times? Both times I beat her. Mm. Nice. All right, so Fez Watley, champion. Champion, he is the uh, Jim Thorpe of the Ron and Fez show. Um, Hector, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, the same respects. Like, say if you're uh, skipping, you know, like really high, taking like really short steps, you know, kind of feminine or gay like, then uh, uh-huh. that would be running too, right? Um, don't listen to him, Fez. You're not just a skipper. Uh, we got to take a break here. When we get back, Hicks, there's been something bothering you in a big, big way, though. Hicks is saying, please, I need a little mic time today. I'm going crazy. I'm going out of my mind, he tells me. What's been bothering you, Pep? Yeah, Oprah uh, tweeted something yesterday that uh, kind of uh, interested me and a little annoyed me, too, at the same time. I didn't know that you followed the Twitter that strongly. Sometimes I'll check out some celeb Twitters, sure. Uh, all right. Uh, back 
in just a couple of moments. Uh, we'll see what's going on with Pepper and Oprah after the jump. The virus. Sirius 197 XM202. Ron and Fez. We're supposed to get on uh, 15 Springsteen songs today because it's uh, the boss's birthday. I'm sure he'll come in. I'm sure he'll come in and do uh, E Street Radio. Why wouldn't he? It's his birthday and he gets to play any song he wants. If I was him, I'd play all Springsteen. I would actually come on and go, I'm only going to do my own tunes. Do you think any of those guys ever just like put their own albums on at home just to relax a little bit? Be like, oh, you know what would be fucking perfect right now? The river. Holy shit. Let me see if I have it. Oh, that would be great for us. I can see someone like Barbara Streisand just sitting at her fucking house putting on some Streisand. I'll tell you another person I have the feeling would listen to his own music. That's McCartney. And just be singing along with it and having fun. And you get to any, like, if he puts on the Beatles and you get to a John line, he'd probably just turn it down a little bit and then pop it back up. Or I wonder if the whole time that they just do it like, oh, God, I suck. I, you know, there's like a lot of actors, even Johnny Depp has never watched a Johnny Depp movie. Said he couldn't do it. He doesn't know what he's missing. Well, could you sit around and listen to a Ron Fez show? It's not easy for me. Well, what would the reason be? Well, because, you know, I'm so zoned in on how bad I sound. 
Well, doesn't you know, it, like the crying and stuff? Well, doesn't it help on the days where you don't participate? And you're just like, well, this is a lot easier to uh, listen to for me. Uh, so you can understand what they're going through. Absolutely, yes. Yes, but still, I mean, um, just to see, I mean, with Johnny Depp, I would like, you know, I think I would want to watch the pirate movie just to see how the effects turned out. If he's working in front of a green screen, you know, while he's supposed to be underwater. I I think that would be fucking embarrassing. Out of everything, the pirate movie would be the last thing I would watch if I was Johnny Depp. I'd be like, I know I'm making a lot of money doing this, but goddamn, that looks stupid. Um... Yeah, I think it would drive me crazy. Uh, but I have heard of like uh, of of different people who like refuse to watch, and other people like, no, I, I kind of dig it. Uh, whoops, let me get back here on line two. There we go. Uh, Brad in Baltimore, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, do you think uh, James Taylor listened to his own music, and his wife sits over there singing "You're So Vain" behind his back? Uh, well, that hasn't been his wife now for 30-some years. Um, so probably doesn't hurt him as much what exactly Carly Simon does. I, the, I, but I, I could see Mick putting Stone's music on and enjoying it. Um, here's uh, Chris in Alabama. You're on running Fez. Yeah, I got a quick question for Fez. I want to know, if you're still a virgin, how can you have a secret? Well, Fez and I debate that all the time. And I say you, you, that sometimes you take on things that you don't even need to. And that if you just accept it where you are right now, instead of thinking, if I make certain changes, uh, that would be all the difference. But you disagree. Yeah, I definitely feel like I have a secret. I believe, you know, that I I feel a certain way in my life, and right. even though I haven't acted upon it, I think the secret is still there. Right. Again, if a guy that was married and had kids had that same kind of desire but hadn't acted on it, um, we would say that he wasn't, that he was a guy that was married with kids. In terms of action, you haven't acted on that any more than Mayor Hicks. And I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want to call us that name. You know why? Why? Wake up in the hospital after a double beatdown. Because that's about the worst thing you can say to a man. Um, well, the second worst thing. What's, the, what's, the, what's that? I think I missed my period. Um, Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Buddy. Yeah. All right, listen, I got two things. Men and women, uh, celebrities that don't, that claim they don't look at themselves in movie and television, they're liars. Anytime you take a picture of a woman, the first thing they want to do is see it to see if they look fat. Therefore, that would transfer to movie and film. When you finish doing your job or your project, you take pride in that. You want to look at it. You want to find out how to I, improve I disagree, it. though, because the project would be you. I know I, I never sit around and listen to best ofs. I'd be like, and I can't help put them together because I'm like, uh, and rightfully show, so, this show blows. Um, I have Hicks do it for me. Um, let's go over here to uh, Mike, your Fez. What's up, buddies? Yeah. Listen, you know Rayman Derek listens to nothing but fucking doors all day, right? Oh, yeah, that's definite. That's 100%. That motherfucker loves being from the doors, it's his favorite thing. 
Well, why wouldn't it be? Well, I guess it would be, but... I mean, you got to figure, this is almost like one of those guys that's still wearing that college championship ring 35, 40 years after the, the fact. Yeah, that was the peak of his life. I mean, the weird thing about Ray Manzarek is he's been talking about the Doors now for about 40 years. And he was in the Doors for four years. That's how his life has worked out. He's spent... And collecting money on all those records that they made. But most of his life is just remembering. That's his kind of his job. Um, here's Lee. Lee in Indiana. You're in Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, if I was Johnny Depp, I'd be like, man, I need to call my friend who uh, started out with me at 21 Jump Street, the TV show. Oh, wait a minute. I don't know where any of those actors are anymore. Who was all on that show? Because I never watched it even once. Um, the, there was the girl that was um, just on Apprentice, Celebrity Apprentice. Holly Robinson Pete was part of that show. I had no idea. I never knew that in a million years. And I think one of the DeLuise boy, one of Dom DeLuise's sons was also on that show. But then there was even a kid who was even more popular than Johnny Depp for a while, right? Well, yeah, Richard Grieco. Yeah. And then got, I think got his own show or a spinoff off of that. Mm. Um, here's, uh, well, this is our buddy Pat. Well, someone wants to call uh, Fez on this. Hey, um, hey there, Ron. Now, uh, a married couple has to consummate their marriage for it to be a marriage. Now, wouldn't somebody with a secret actually have to act on that secret for it to be a secret? That is my point to Fez. And I don't mean that as a negative. Uh, I just mean stop being and hung up on it. And then you say people judge you because you have a secret. And I say, well, you haven't even done the secret. So who are they to judge you? Yeah, well, they shouldn't be judging me no matter what, whether I've done anything or not. Well, people are going to judge you. You can't get out of that. You know what I'm saying? You judge people walking down the street. Mm -hmm. You have no... You have no power over whether people judge you. So, you know, I, you know, actually that lines up with me because I, even though I've admitted I haven't done anything, haven't acted on the secret, that, you know, it's still uh, their perception down the hallway is, yes, he has the secret. So, and that part I agree with. I don't know what that means. I don't know what you even just said. Who down the hallway is judging you? That was uh, Gary, one of the program directors oh, last good. week from the virus, mm. who was uh, telling me to get a note before I came back in from the doctor. Mm. All right, gotcha. Um, here's uh, Ford. Ford, you're on my face. Hi, buddy. I'm guessing people like uh, Dylan probably listen to some of their old music as if it was some new band, like it's the first time you'd ever heard it. Well, you know what's really, you know, I brought that up about can they listen to their music, and a lot of people that I've had coming into this show, and uh, they throw their headphones on, I will see them rocking out a little bit. And Sharon Jones was actually singing along with it. She was loving it. So it may be a lot different listening to yourself rock like that in perfect production than it is to watch yourself in a movie. But I honestly, I'm not too sure if, like, Sylvester Stallone goes, I'm going to rock, watch Rocky Four. I think it's going to be fucking kick-ass. Um, 
Here is uh, Joe. Joe in New York. You're on Ronnie Fez. How you doing, buddies? Ronnie, uh, the logic you're applying to Fez, and this is a question. Um, for somebody who's heterosexual but hasn't had sex yet, does that make them nothing until they actually act on that? It's actually, a, that's a great question, and that's the kind of flip that you should make on it, Fez. Uh, if, uh, let's say, you got a 17-year-old boy, and he doesn't act on it, he's waiting... Is he a heterosexual? It seems like uh, that would be the perception. Like, like it's like it would start heterosexual first. That's the assumed. No, I know position. that you're. I know that you're right, but it doesn't. It, you know, the, the assumed thing is right, but it doesn't make it necessarily true. And look how many uh, women. Uh, I'll say that because I think we judge them less, who have done some bisexual stuff, and we don't call them bisexual. You know what I mean? Like, we're just mm -hmm. like, oh, no, she just fucks around a little bit. But we would never do that with a guy. You know, if a guy did that just to, you know, get attention at a party, we would be like, well, then he's definitely gay. Which really goes back to the start of this that I brought up with you, is these labels probably don't mean a goddamn thing. And yet you're adapting a label of something you haven't even acted on. But when you get backed into, you know, what is the scientific proof of this, let's say, right? We're, we're treating it like it was scientifically true of whether or not a person was, you know, should be put in this gay camp or straight camp. Probably doesn't mean a goddamn thing because people could change their mind at any, any moment. And that's why I've never been this believer and people are born one way and can't do the other. All you got to do is do it. All a straight guy has to do is have sex and with a guy and that would be the end of that. So why put this giant, oh, it's a birth thing and it's not up to you. You don't decide. That's fucking crazy. That's insane when you think about it. But we make such a large deal out of it. Um, let's go to Jeremy in California. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. How can Fez say that he doesn't like to listen to the show when that's all he does is step back and listen every day? You could say that before today. I sent him an email last night saying I only want the Joyful Fez for now on. And I got the Joyful Fez. And I'm having a wonderful time. Why don't you do that every day? Um, I... Some days more difficult than others, but I'm going to make sure. I'm going. I'm going to. Joy is my purpose. Uh, getting back into depression. You don't have depression, Fez. You only have anxiety. Uh, I've been diagnosed with both, but the anxiety has been what I get treated for because my anxiety leads to the uh, depression. Uh, John Hamm, who was uh, on Mad Men, says. Um, he beat depression, and he did it all with antidepressants. He says, if you can change your brain chemistry enough to think, I want to get up in the morning. I don't want to sleep till 4 uh, in the afternoon. I had no idea that this stuff works so well. I think I'm going to go on antidepressants. Uh, maybe they worked that way for John Hamm. I know they did not work that way for me. Where, yes, I believe my brain chemistry was changed, but not for the better. So uh, something may have worked for him, 
but he's kind of throwing it out there as a catch-all for everybody. Well, who are you getting Pepsi's for? The guys in the other room? Yeah, yeah. You tell them you're not a goddamn waiter, all right? Pepsi's an ice. All right, Pepsi's an ice. They are living large. I never get any ice. Um, Phil, in Philly, you're in of Fez. Hey, Ron. Hi, Fez. How you guys doing today? Good. What can we do for you? Uh, you know what? I think it all comes down to what you masturbate to. Not necessarily. I mean, if that if if you went by then, then you would just be a masturbator and nothing else. But there are plenty of people who masturbate thinking about violent acts. But it doesn't make them criminals. There's a lot of people who fantasize about that. Which, let's face it, Fez, is all you have right now. You could call it desire, but really it's just fantasy. So a guy who fantasizes, let's say a married guy, uh-huh. who fantasizes about somebody other than his wife, is he a cheater? No, he hasn't physically cheated. That's exactly what I said to you. Now you're going back into my thing. Unless the guy physically does it, he's not that. I think you just need some of these John Hamm pills. And I think you'd feel better. Usually I feel better with just ham alone. Mm. Just doing a joke about it? You don't like ham and cheese? Yeah, I love ham and cheese. All right, so I didn't know why you said ham alone. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jesse, Westchester, you're on my Fez. Hey, you know, I was just wondering, um, maybe Fez should uh, stay a virgin, because otherwise he's going to go to hell if he has the kind of sex that he wants to have. Is that play a big part of this, Fez? Guilt, shame? There has always been that as part of it. Always. Where it was just, I was... You know, taught that was wrong. And vehemently, I was taught that was wrong. Well, you just weren't taught that, but on a cellular level. And deep in your own soul, you know that it's wrong. No, I don't. I know. It's, I used to. I don't feel that way anymore. Deep, deep, deep in your subconscious, you know that it's horrible and it's wrong and it's against God. No, it's not wrong. All right. Now, that, now, the people who taught you that it was wrong, right? Uh-huh. Who were these people? Um, they were, you know, in the church, parents, uh, uh, you know, other people in the church, any sort of, um, you know, Bible group that I had joined. All right, uh, well, three of those four were all the same people, church. So church and family taught you that was wrong. Yeah. And now you believe that that was incorrect. Absolutely, yes. So what does that tell you about the people that you were closest to your whole life? That they were wrong about this. And uh, yeah, and some of them still wrong about it. So that's a strange thing. So if they were wrong about that, were they wrong about other things? Oh, I'm sure they were. So you're thinking almost you were raised behind enemy lines. Yeah, yeah, especially with this issue. And it's still it's still enemy lines. To this day. Yeah. Um, you would never be accepted. Right, yeah. That that part of me would not be accepted. Well that part of you is who you are. You can't act like uh if you make that choice, that's just a part of who you are. That would be your overall choice. So let's suppose you found that perfect person. Mm-hmm. 
would that be comfortable to take that person home for Thanksgiving and Christmas? That would be an uncomfortable situation. Mm. Uncomfortable or forbidden? It, I, all right, I'll go as far as to say forbidden, yes. You think so? Yeah. Who, who would be behind that? That would be uh, my mother. I think my father would be in on that, too. Just can't do it? Yeah. Yeah, it would not be the same Thanksgiving or Christmas trip, obviously, if I was just coming by myself. Like, you know, there would have to be, there would be a hotel involved or another relative's house. All right, so if you weren't accepted, right, mm-hmm. would you still go home? Um, I think it would. I would want to go home because there's enough people there that would be accepting. I think I named the two uh, non-accepting examples. I think everyone else would be completely accepting, and I would want to share that with them. So why go back to your parents' house then? Why not just say, "All right, I'll go to my sisters and my brothers, but nowhere else." You mean you mean now? I I have no idea. I mean, when if you ever live out this fantasy life, or would you just make the perfect person stay home while you went? No, I would never do that. I would. I, that that to me seems pretty cruel. Uh, a mm-hmm. shitty way to treat someone. Well, speaking of shitty way, why put them through heading back to your thing? I mean, if I was told, some chick said to me, uh, I'm crazy about you, but my family doesn't accept you, I'd be like, I give a fuck. Well, I want you to come home for Thanksgiving. You're nuts. I'm fucking going somewhere I'm not liked. I can't even imagine putting up with that. Let me check with Pepper Hicks. Hicks, I know you cave down to that chick of yours all the time because she's got you by the short hairs. No, she does. In very but, equal relationship. Is it? Because I know you go visit her parents, but she never comes and visits yours. Uh, they're dead. Who is? My parents. <laughs> Both my parents are alive. Mine too. That's great. Um, so if the parents said, we don't accept you together, you'd still want to go have Christmas with them? Oh, fuck no. I'd stay far away from there. This wouldn't even be something for me to ponder. And that's a total fucking shoot. There is no way. No way in the world. And if someone said, if my family said, oh, we don't accept your check and you can't. I'd be like, all right, well, then I'll see you on the other side. Because I sure as fuck am not coming back. to. I am not bringing... What I now consider my family, anywhere, they're not fucking liked. It wouldn't even be something for me to ponder for a second. I'm always curious about why people feel this need to give up their power. Uh, Rich in Buffalo, you're on my Fez. Hey, guys. You know, I'm wondering if the fact that, that Fez is as screwed up as Stalker Patty does not make him or motivate him to, to, to do something about it, no matter what people think. All right, why is Stalker Patty so screwed up? Seriously? I mean, it's, I mean, if we were judging who was happier in their life right now, me or Stalker Patty, Stalker Patty's way above me on a happy index. So your point is this. Uh, you consider Patty above you, and he said, isn't that a motivating factor for you? Right. Does that motivate you? Um, you know, it's I, 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 I admire her optimism and everything. 
It's something that I don't have as a very good quality. Okay, so someday you hope to point yourself at Stalker Patty Heights. Yes, I will say yes. Okay, so what his question to you was, doesn't that affect your league ego a little bit, and doesn't that motivate you to do some stuff? Uh, because normally, most of us, if we trailed in that category, it would be shocking and weird us out. Okay, now I'm understanding it a little bit more. Mm. And that then that would be the point that you would answer. Yeah, I mean that's yes. I hope. I mean yes, because I want to. Stalker Patty is a virgin. I'm a virgin. Yes, I do want to surpass that. You want to beat her one zip? Yes, one no, at least. All right, then there it would have been. There's your answer. Fez Watley, and let me put this out this way, an all-new Fez Watley. Yeah, is Fez back? You're goddamn right he's back, and you're going to hear it today. And it's just going to get stronger every day from here, Fez? That's the plan. Yeah, mm. absolutely. That's the plan. Uh, Joe in L.A., you're on Fez. Hey, what's going on, guys? Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, the last episode of Louis C.K., uh, it was very depressing when the girl tried to get him to go out. That reminds me of Fez. No. I think we just have to face the fact that Fez is just going to be home on Thanksgiving with his best suit on eating TV uh, dinners. Uh, Marie Palmer's a good uh, medallion now, Fez. Can I can I bring something up, though? And I know I talk about Louis' show too much, but I thought it was terrible. Uh, I know I get a little carried away with it. I did not find that completely de depressing when Louis, when he thought, okay, we'll go out, I will go to a place... You know, I'll go to a club, I'll try to meet these chicks. And when he didn't feel comfortable there, he split, went back to this kind of depressing comedy club and did a couple minutes. I felt like he was saying, this is where I am right now, and this is my comfort. And yeah, I guess there's some depression about that, but there was also an acceptance. But then when he went home, was with his kids, took them out in the middle of the night to eat pancakes in the city that was kind of great too so yeah do you wish and I'm talking about the character you know not so much the real Louis CK but the character Louis CK do you wish he was happier yeah of course you do but isn't he you know is he also um, taking care of business I think that he's also doing that too um, 866 run zero fez 866 run zero fez JD, you're on the run show. Hey, uh, I got a question. Didn't little Jimmy Norton bang Patty? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't, about that. I don't have the details on that. Um, All right, so competition over. Fez lost, right? Um, if that is true, Fezzy, you are trailing. Uh, Gary, you're on the run fez show. Uh, yeah. Uh, along the lines of that last caller. Stalker Patty has touched Jimmy Norton's nutsack. Has uh, Fez ever touched anybody else's nutsack? Um, he's trailing. There's no doubt about that right now. Fez is doing his turkey trot. Um, not uh, as quickly as he uh, would like to. Uh, we will take a break here, but something out of the news has been bothering you today, right, Fez? Uh, yeah, it was um, Budweiser. Is uh... What are they doing? Well, it's it's um, they're trying to relate themselves to the young crowd. 
now. They they feel like they're use, losing young beer drinkers. Uh huh. Well, that would be the the job of a corporation to uh, spread their brand out there. But Fez, you're gonna give us a little economics lesson when we get back, Fez. Yeah, a little oh, one. Good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love this one. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. When we get back, marketing 101 with our own fiscal Fez Watley after the jump. You're listening to the Ron and Fez show on the virus. Period 197 XM202. Ron Fez show. Uh, our own Pepper Hicks is doing um, theme radio shows uh, lately. Exciting. Kill yesterday, the boss today. Uh, Pep, I met someone yesterday named uh, Susanna Gora who wrote a book called You Couldn't Ignore Me If You Tried. Uh, I want you to uh, pick me up a copy of that. Will do. It's all about 80s movies. Including the big John Hughes movies. Oh, nice. It is the Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, so far, phone number boy hasn't given it out in the last two days. But I'm sure it'll happen sooner or later. Fez Watley, you say your number one interest is marketing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's a situation going on with Budweiser. Now, when you say a situation, you're talking about Jersey Shore? Dancing with the Stars situation? No, a marketing situation. Okay, because the people in my generation, when you say situation, we all grew up with Jersey Shore. That's all we know. Snooky, Vinny, uh, Sammy Sweetheart, Ronnie, the whole gang. J-Wow? J-Wow, who, uh, from what I understand, going to Playboy? Yep, making some nice cash, too. How much? 400k nice all those kids are making a lot of money for themselves oh yeah after that first season fucking went off like 10,000 just for going yeah. to a bar uh they get a lot they get a lot more money to do that than anything else huh yeah just their appearances their appearance fees are ridiculous it's really funny because when they show them on jersey shore you never see them like signing autographs or anything nope. they act like that fucking ice cream stand is dead right yeah, what kids <laughs> yeah what kid wouldn't want to show up and get ice cream from the guys that you watch on TV? That'd be great. Anyway, we interrupted you, Fez. You said the situation just signed a deal with Budweiser? No, this is Budweiser, and they feel like they're skewing too old. They're not getting the 20-something-year-old beer drinker. 
So they've come up with a marketing plan mm -hmm. to try to get more young beer drinkers, more young Budweiser drinkers. Right. And that's giving out free samples. Okay. And I think this is absolutely brilliant on their part. Well, free beer is the, is the plan here. Um, you know more about marketing than me. Uh, but hasn't free samples been around quite some time in the branding world? They have somehow pulled it off here. Something that's going to get a 20-something-year-old kid drinking their beer, giving it to them free. I heard about this, too, and it, their gimmick is on, uh, on, they're going to do it through Facebook, and they're going to give a free beer to people on their 22nd birthday, which is bullshit, because what about people who aren't 22? Why do they just... I, I could use a free beer on my fucking birthday. All right, so, you're, uh, so Fez doesn't have it the correct way. It's, it's only the occasional 20... Uh, 22 gets it on their birthday. They're just, doing it both ways. How much uh, money do you get? I just heard about the free beer. I mean, how many beers? I think it's just one. All right. So free samples, Fez, and you think uh, free samples is going to catch on in the world of marketing. You would like to go to my market. Uh, you'd be able to get a little piece of cheese on the end of a uh, toothpick. You get a taste of it. Sometimes a piece of pepperoni. And the lady goes, haven't you been here twice? I'm like, fuck no. I'm going to go out and smoke and come back and get another piece of cheese. Let's not make a big deal out of it. Now, if they want some more advice, too, maybe they need to start doing TV commercials that don't involve Clydesdales pulling wagons. The young 20-year-old, the young 21, 22-year-old isn't really going to relate to a wagon being pulled by horses. They've had the combustible engine uh, for all of their lives. Well, that first may of be all, the way that, to go. First of all, that's Indian. Engine. Yes, that's that's a bad name for Indians. Uh, well, so have people that are ninety, Fez. That's uh, I don't think you're going to run into your great grandmother, and she used to take a wagon uh, back and forth. But this is the problem when you are a big giant brand, and you're you're not saying we want to get away from the fifty year old drinker. We want the twenty year old now. They want everybody, and um, the difference is. When Budweiser, uh, let's say in the 1960s, how many beers were they competing against compared to now? They're still the number one beer. They just don't have the size of the market they used to because we've added like six, 700 uh, beers over the years. And I would hate to think of an, uh, of an engine on fire. Um. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Dave, you're on running fez Dave. Ronnie, I think the big deal with uh, Budweiser losing their market is uh, it tastes like piss, and people realize it now because you've got so many small breweries popping up. I know just in my area there's, you know, seven breweries, and we pretty much, that's what we drink. Well, yeah, but again, if... You're, uh, they're still the number one beer. There's nothing wrong with Budweiser. I'm sick of these beer snobs shoving their fucking microbrews in everyone's throat. Like, there's no reason to drink fucking domestic beer. Well, Jesus. I, calm down. Don't let these people make you crazy. But if you have any product and then you add all these other choices, of course that's going to erode the number one product. Uh, Sean in Albany, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie. Down, down here in Albany, Georgia, we have one of Miller's breweries, and uh, 
every time they buy a new company or a new brand or they create a new thing, they'll any bar you go out to. So if you're over 21, the waitress will bring you a free drink for you to try because they go sponsor it. Or they'll sponsor a music trivia where, when like when they did Miller Chill, they sponsored music trivia in town. Yeah. And team well, that won each round got a free case of beer. Every company is working harder to get name recognition because we've ad- added so many. Um, and just back to Pepper Hicks, the reason why they're giving out to 22-year-olds is... They're trying to reach somebody who's never drank their beer before. Now, if they gave it out to somebody on their 21st birthday, they would look like, you know, dope addict fucking cradle robbers, you know? Like, hey, the second you're 21, start drinking. So they had to move it back to 22 to give out their free sample. It's still hard. This is age discrimination. Well, it isn't because you've tasted it before. You don't want any more of it. You've, I know. They'll, they're going to reach you in other ways. Um, but, uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Greg, you're on Fez. Uh, yeah, how you doing? You know, uh, Budweiser, uh, this isn't new. They've been doing this since the 40s. There are actually more breweries back then than there are now. Budweiser would go into these small towns. You know, Philly had Schmitz and Pops and stuff like that, but they would go into the smaller towns where people would only drink that local beer. They would start selling their beer at a loss just to try to get the people to switch over. And that's how they destroyed a lot of the small breweries. They never made a pop beer. They found Shiner Bop was real popular in Texas. So they started releasing pop beer in Texas. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, they will, they're the number one brand for a reason. And they've been doing this for a lot of years. Fezzi? Uh, with Madonna, Madonna Stalker has been arrested twice in one week. And he keeps vowing that he goes, fine, arrest me. I'm just going to keep coming back to find Madonna, to uh, showing up at her New York apartment. So I think he's locked up currently, but he's saying, I'm going to get out and I'm going to find Madonna. They found weapons on him, too. It's almost like they need a new stalker law where this is going to have to be a life in prison uh, offense. Because we're going to end up losing Madonna if this revolving door on this guy keeps happening. Well, this might surprise you, but this happens to a lot of people that aren't famous. Where the guy is saying, I'm not going to let go of my ex-girlfriend, I'm not going to let go of my ex-wife. And, um, you know, you can't keep people away forever. They'll just have to keep, uh, you know, picking them up. Unlike... Madonna, a lot of these regular girls don't have paid security to be around them 24 hours a day. Madonna probably has security like the fucking president. Yeah, it's just it's going to have to become a life in prison offense to keep people, you know, because the stalkers, they're so mentally insane, they cannot take the no for an answer where they just it's almost like they can't help themselves to stay away. You are, you're exactly right, Fez. Mental il- illness is a fucking scary thing. They are lunatics. So if they keep letting this guy back out, which it seems they're going to, just uh, be ready for a world without Madonna. Because he's vowing to get her, uh, to get to her. He says he just wants to talk to her, but that never seems to be the, 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 the thing, the, the reason. 
Maybe she sit down and talk to the guy a little bit. What if she just said, I'll give you Thursday afternoons? And apparently he's been following her all over the world. Like, he, he says he, he met her in Prague. Where does he get his Johnny Doe from? He's a, I, I'm not sure where the money comes from. He's a retired New York firefighter. Mm. They're the real heroes, Fez. Until they start killing the pop stars. Well, he didn't kill anybody. Well, no, not yet. Has That's he threatened her? He, no, he keeps saying, well, they found weapons on him, but he keeps saying he just needs to talk to her and ask her a question. Well, so we take don't... five minutes. Put on, get on the phone. Um, then she'll have to say this. No, when I wrote Holiday, it was actually about me taking a holiday. Um, we don't know what but, the question is. He could you know, ask, do you like turnips? She gives the wrong answer. It's you, all over. You want to put this guy in jail forever, right? Yeah. He hasn't threatened her. He hasn't attempted to hurt her. What's his fucking crime? Being too big of a fan? He's been... I mean, the Beatles had fucking chicks chase him down the street, sleep outside of their house. Nobody thought that they were terrible. People used to sleep outside of Elvis's house. And they're like, oh, they're a really big fan. This guy hasn't done anything wrong. He's... Well, he's uh, been told to stay away... And he keeps coming. That's what he's done wrong. He's been ordered to stay away from her by a well, judge, and he won't do it. So well, I mean, well, he's going to get, you know, then if he don't listen to the judge, he'll go away for whatever the judge says is time. But I don't see that as life uh, long. And we haven't shown at all that the guy is violent. Uh, he may be a weirdo, but that's what happens when you put yourself out there. Um, you know, if he was saying, I'm going to get to her and kill her, that'd be one thing. Uh, Lee, Lee in Indiana, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Fez, don't put me in jail, man. I'm a stalker of the Run and Fez show. You guys move, I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to find you, and I'm going to listen. All right, Frank. Well, you've been, um, you know, you've been warned. Uh, Frank, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, listen, uh, you've seen Imagine, right, the John Lennon movie? They found that guy living on his uh, big English property. Mm-hmm. Lennon invites him in, cleans him up, gives him something to eat, talks to him. The guy was laboring under a couple misconceptions. He didn't even know who was singing what. He was fucked in the head. He thought, like, uh, Lennon was singing to him directly. You just got to talk to one of these guys and be like, look, this is uh, real life, and you're not living in it, pal. Well, that, John Lennon handled that very well until Mark David Chapman. Uh, Jason, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, uh, Ronnie, what about if this guy goes all Jared Leto on Madonna? Uh, what are you going to do? And I'm glad that you called Jared uh, Leto, because I never even watched that piece of shit movie. I want to know part of it. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, look who it is. It's our old buddy, Dr. X. You're on the Run of Fez show. Dr. X. And we lost you. I'm going to go over to Josh, MPA. How you doing, Josh? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Um, she should just stay in California. They had that gymnastics girl on the Larry King show. They, the lawyer told Larry King that in California, you don't even have to know you're being stalked. If someone is told they're being stalked, they can be charged. They can charge someone. Uh, well, you know, it gets into this, and the reason why these stalker laws uh, for celebrities aren't that big is you're not looking at a gigantic amount of people who would benefit from this law. I mean, how many stalkable people 
do we even have right now? I mean, Madonna is uh, probably Lady Gaga. And then it starts to fall off. I'm fairly sure that no one is uh, stalking Mike and Molly, the new heavy set show that's going to be coming on CBS. I've got to just talk to Molly for five seconds. I've got a recipe for her. But, you know, like anything else, should should just the weirdos be fucking stopped? Just the creepy people? Should, uh, should just the creepy people be arrested, even though they haven't committed a crime? And is there some reason that, let's say, Madonna can go to a theater, but this other guy can't? Just Madonna? For being uh, rich and famous? Now, um... Alan Sorkin said the hardest thing that he does every day is not take cocaine. Um, he brought up the fact that he was busted with uh, mushrooms and I think a little bit of coke. As soon as they found it, he fainted. He woke up, which is fucking hysterical to me. Oh, a little crack they found. Uh, he woke up in handcuffs and he says there's guys doing, you know, real time for the same thing that he got away with. He's very lucky. Well, he said lucky instead of rich, uh, right. a rich white guy with you know some good lawyers that got him rehab. Um, you were raised by uh, a junkie, Hicks. Oh, yeah. Does it bug you when you hear somebody say something like that, or do you understand? I understand. I mean, good for him that he kicked it, but Jesus Christ, that's some scary shit that's still, like, the guy's super successful and still every day he's battling to not fucking bust out some lines or smoke some rock. Um, yeah. Scary shit. It's a struggle for him on a, uh, uh, daily, daily basis. And not much he can do about it other than keep it at bay. But at least he's taking responsibility. But it was very interesting when I read the piece, because I'm reading, I'm like, I dig you, Alan. I know where you're coming from. And then the people who did the feedback thing were furious. Fuck you, pussy. What? Go in your fucking pool. <laughs> You rich prick. How dare you when this country's gone through big economic crises for you to bring up the fact that you feel like doing coke every day. People were really fucking uh, pissed at him. Uh, Mike in St. Louis, Sherman Affairs. Hi, guys. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, uh, back to the Madonna thing. I have to agree with Fezzi on this. I think that anybody that is diagnosed with any type of mental problem should be locked up forever. Um, that's not what I said. I said as someone who is a danger to somebody else. Like, what this is guy he, is going is, to keep going after Madonna. He's he, going to he, keep trying you, to get to her. You haven't proved that he did one threatening thing against Madonna. He never made a verbal threat. He never made a physical move on her. He fucking follows her from wherever he goes. But again, I get that that's weird. How is it illegal? The judge said, I want you to stay back so far. He couldn't do it. You do your time for that. But it's almost like a guy who, you know, drinks once or twice, you know, public nuisance, whatever. You can't lock him up for fucking life. The guy hasn't done anything to be locked up. You have not yet even proven this guy is a threat to fucking Madonna. Uh, Merv Griffin used to have a woman who showed up every day at his fucking uh, place. He gave her a seat. Stalker Patty with O&A. She's showing up every day, standing out front. They didn't cry. They fucking brought her in. He's a huge fan. He, if, if you said 
He's breaking into her house with a hatchet. He's going to get more and more time. You want to give him lifetime for being a fan. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Tim, Florida, you're on a fez. Yeah, if this guy had a uh, camera in his hand, couldn't he just be considered paparazzi? Um, yeah, exactly. Are the paparazzi stalkers? They are, under the fucking guise of journalists. But those stalkers sleep out and stuff. That guy we had on our show followed fucking Jackie O everywhere. Everywhere, for years. Uh, he got popped for it occasionally. But was he ever going to kill her or anything? No. This guy hasn't done anything differently either. Um, here's uh, Jerome. You're on Run a Fez. Hey, Ron, can we please get Dave back? And I think he wants him to rest because of the turkey trot. Um, well, yeah, you feel like you have that one stalker? Uh, Ron Red Dog has uh, written this, Fez. Not only will he meet you at the turkey trot, um, he will register you. He'll pay for your registration. Because obviously a big part of you, you won't pay for your own registration. Uh, and I said I couldn't vouch for the guy. I don't know him at all. But he says Don Stugatz can vouch for him. And Fez, mm -hmm. with Don Stugatz, I'd put my life in that guy's hands. At least yours. So, um... You do have a chance. If, I know you have him back to the turkey trot. You said that guy ruined it for you. Right. Here's some people who will be wingman. Your own personal iceman. Uh, Ron, in Ohio, you're on Run Fez. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, I think this whole thing's being spun in the wrong direction. I, I personally think uh, this guy has a right to sue Madonna for defamation of character because... You know, let's face it. You know, he didn't really do anything wrong. All he wants to do is talk to her. And maybe, you know, you ever think that maybe he was even he might have even been protecting her from somebody out there that was a true stalker? That maybe he was just looking out for her? What do you What do you guys think about that? I, I think he should sue her for defamation of character. Again, do I think that he's a weirdo? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you're following fucking Madonna around. Um, but it doesn't mean that he's violent. He hasn't broken into her house. He hasn't made threats against her, no threatening letter, no nothing. My only, uh, you know, I'll agree with the weirdo thing, but Fez wants him put away for life. Yeah, yeah, because it's there's no way to keep him away from Madonna. She shouldn't, if he you, is dangerous, she shouldn't have to get killed to prove it. You just, you, but you don't, <laughs> this is what fucking people would round up minorities for. We can't wait until they do something. You, this isn't fucking um, some Tom Cruise future movie where you're going. Some you can't just fucking get people because they're the weirdos. You can't be like, well, those people are different from us. They have long hair or they're gay. We should fear them. This guy hasn't broken any laws, and any law that he does break, he should do that amount of time for it, not lifetime. There's nothing that he's done against uh, Madonna. That says that he's dangerous. Brett, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, there's a uh, stalker on the Today Show. He's a black guy, and he was there for, and he's still there for years. And apparently, they uh, the staff checked him out, and now he's actually a part of the show. They'll show him on camera, and the host will stalk, will talk to him. It's kind of odd, but he's a weird dude. But they've embraced him. He's super weird, and he's been standing there for like a fucking decade and a half. 
I don't know where he lives in Manhattan or how he keeps his money going. And he just wants to... There's two of them, actually, at the Today Show. Um, all right, here's a strange uh, tweet. Brazilian Julie puts, damn flu, I caught Ronnie B's Super AIDS. I just want to get, you know, there's a couple rumors about me that I have Super AIDS. But the reality of it is I just had to have my appendix taken out. Uh, I had half of it taken out. They left the other half in. Um, and now that is rupturing. But I'm, I said I won't go back until you guarantee me you won't put a garden hose up my dick. They can't make that guarantee? Well, I just left the message oh. on the emergency room answering machine. Well, I'm sure it's not a machine. I'm sure it's somehow built into the telephone now. But I'm going to show my age there and still call it. And they said if I come back to that hospital, they're going to treat me like I'm a stalker. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Jay. Jay, you're on Fez. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Yeah. Uh, I just want to comment on the stalker. Like, it's it's never going to be enough for this guy. If he does talk with her for five minutes, next thing he's he's going to want to wear a skin and jack off into a mirror or wear her head as a hat. Like, is it ever going to be enough? Make but, a material girl skirt. But she... here's the thing. Do, do you know this guy? Do I know this guy? None of us do. Why the fuck are we setting judgment on this guy? We didn't know him at all. Um, here's, we got Dr. X back on. How you doing, X? How you doing, baby? Hey, wasn't fucking E-Rock a stalker? Hey, look at him now. He's big time. Big Be time. E-Rock, you could have said he was a stalker. Instead, it just comes off as the fact that he's getting things done. Although, here's another weird thing. Uh, Iraq. Remember when I was talking about Lara, who I said is by far my favorite person in this whole building? She does a lot of booking for us. Um, Iraq made that clip for her when I said I love her above all others. And I do. She's a life changer. Um, here's the way I, I view the booking department. Laura, number one. Do mm -hmm. you agree with that, Fez? Laura's the best, yes. Hicks? God, I love Laura. All right. Uh, and then who would be number two for you? I would say next is Liam. I only picked Liam's shoe. I picked that shoe that, you know, the funny shoe that he had. And none of them clo come close to Laura, who had that thing lined up for us yesterday. You were a little weirded out yesterday, Fez. Because our guest was late. Yeah, the guest was late, so I really I started to get worried. Like, one second past the time that he was supposed to be here. Um, what the hell is that black guy's name who is always at the Today Show? I gotta figure that out. I know he's there almost every single day, and they'll talk to him. Here's Eddie in Virginia. He's got an answer. Eddie. Uh, 2987, my buddies. What do you say there, buddy? I think it's uh, Al Roker. That's it. I knew it. Uh, and he's doing kind of uh, well now. Um, let's go over here. Our good friend Tom in Madison. Tom. Buddies. Yeah, I think we get into dangerous territory when we start talking about putting people away and locking them up for things they might do. I mean, we just got dragged into a war in Iraq on that same thing. Well, someday this guy might hurt us. Well, you know, you can't. You can't take those perceived threats until they actually are a real thing. And I mean, you know, I agree with you on this one, Ronnie. You know, right now he's just a very, very 
over-exuberant fan, you know, no matter what he says. And, you know, here's the thing uh, I like to say to the Fez character. Wouldn't you be on the side of the weirdos of the world? You who said you've been judged by people down the hall, by things that you didn't do because they're afraid to know you? Right, yeah. Well, You could be uh, the hero of the downtrodden, Fez. You could be a person who picks up that mantle and says, no, I'm with you. If I, if I found out anything, this guy, I bet he's just a little different. I bet he's just a little more high-pitched than other people. Um, Dave, Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Well, Eastside Dave seems like an exuberant fan who stalked the Ron and Fed show, and then he ended up getting a job. And, uh, you know, he still stalks uh, Sirius. Now he's only allowed in the building on Saturdays. Uh, but now the rest of us stalk him. Now we stalk Dave, and we're like, hey, uh, when is the next uh, Sam and Dave show coming on? Can't wait for it. Hey, does anybody got the latest Dave news clip? Uh, is there a new one out? Because, Hicks, you listen every day, right? Oh, yeah, I think today's local Jersey news should be up. I can, uh... Damn, why don't you give us a pull on that so we can get that Dave fix every once in a while. And, uh... Last time I talked to him, he said they're pretty, he's pretty beloved there, and he gets gigs. I think he was going out to some kind of, uh... What kind of gigs is he getting? Uh, he goes to meet people at different places. They give him a little do-re-me for it. I don't know, it was like a pie-eating contest or something like that, some kind of a county fair. I don't know, explain it to me. I know he's in a podcast, uh, some some sort of podcast, trying to get number one podcast. For his... Uh, it's something on Twitter I saw. Well, is that for his news thing? I believe so. His news piece would be considered a podcast? Uh, technically, yeah. I vote for him. Because um, I like to see him on New York 1. Is that is it that time of year for the potties to be awarded? Fez, what if you bought the defense fund for this guy? I'm not going to be able to afford my money against Madonna's. That doesn't take all that. All you got to do is make a stand, make a PR stand. Why is she so anti-gay? All right, here we go. This is Eastside Dave. For September 23rd. Thanks for downloading the local news podcast from 90.5thenight.org. I'm Dave McDonald. A New Jersey abortion doctor accused of shuttling his patients to Maryland for late-term abortions is now accused of mistreating two additional patients, including a woman from Canada who received an abortion of a nearly full-term fetus. The New Jersey Attorney General's office is seeking to have Dr. Stephen Brigham's license suspended. Dr. Steve! Yikes! The documents show that in early August, Brigham performed an abortion for a 35-year-old Canadian who was 33 weeks pregnant. As with other patients, Brigham allegedly began the abortion in New Jersey then had the woman drive herself to Maryland where the procedure was completed. A 36-year-old Asbury Park woman was arrested and charged with aggravated assault after allegedly pouring boiling water on her 18-year-old son's neck. 
Hiram Richardson posted $25,000 in bail and was released. Police were called to her First Avenue home after receiving a call about verbal abuse. Podcast a downer. A brick township know, man who contends that even. payment of federal income taxes violate the U.S. Constitution was sentenced Wednesday to 18 months in prison for tax evasion. John Mosler was convicted January 7th on four counts of tax evasion on a total of more than $470,000 in income between 2002 and 2005. Mosler, a computer network engineer, testified during his trial that he believed the mandatory payment of federal income taxes violated the Constitution and therefore the payment of such taxes was voluntary. He also admitted he threw out any correspondence from the Internal Revenue Service about his unpaid taxes because he believed it was propaganda. And scattered thunderstorms throughout the state left more than 20,000 right. customers right without that. power last night and toppled trees and power lines in several towns. Monmouth and Middlesex counties were apparently the hardest hit, with about 10,000 customers affected in each area, according to energy company officials. In Hazlitt, Morganville, and Homedale, about 5,000 customers were affected, according to the spokesman, who said the company was also reporting 6,000 customers affected in the northern part of the state. More news and information at 90.5thenight.org. For Brookdale Public Radio, I'm Dave McDonald. Good stuff. Um, so I, he's winning some contest. Some I just got on some kind of funniest podcast or whatever. But then uh, Big O and Dukes are second, and uh, Chad just called us the other day. So now I don't know who to get behind. It's like my best buddies are all out there and they're competing. I don't know. I just wish the best. I'm now starting to feel like uh, Manning Mom, like um, exactly <laughs> like that. Pat, you're on Fez. That podcast by Dave really cracked me up. I know I wasn't supposed to be laughing, but maybe it was the delivery. I, I really, and I'm being serious, I was cracking up. Well, it, I think when you hear him say something like abortion, you expect to hear Dave's giggle behind it. Oh, I don't know if that's funny, Fez. Um, let's go uh, over to Rick. Rick, you're on my Fez. Or, let's go to Arch first. Arch. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Uh, is he sedated? I, I've spoken to him even off the air, and I've never heard him less animated than he is right now. Well, he, um, no, I mean, you have to do that when you are doing news. He's versatile. Uh, obviously, he can be the fun guy. He can be the crazy guy. He can be the angry guy. And at this point, he's the trustable guy bringing you the news. Um all right, Fred Brooklyn writes in, that's not a news podcast. Uh, Sack says, fucking hilarious. Love hearing the Dave tapes. Kim says, today's show guy is Lenny. Um, Logan says, uh, hey, Ron, Madonna Stalker just went to show her his brand new ice pick. That's all. Abor said, Bob says, forget the turkey trot. I'll register... Fez for the Susan G. Coleman walk in Clearwater. HTG can vouch for me. She owes me cupcakes. Uh, that's Boar's Head Rob. Why do you want cupcakes when you got some lovely uh, Boar's Head? Um, so, all coming in on 202 Friends. Uh, Drew, Drew, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I was just saying, Davey Max sounded like he said it all in one breath. I don't even think he took one breath the entire time. He does it that way uh, because uh, he could swim underwater Olympic-sized pool. He's able to pull that off. 
Um, here's uh, Dan. Dan, you're on Run Fez. Hey, if Eastside's listening, I want to congratulate him on another fantastic board gossip. The, um, it just goes to show you can go in any direction. Any direction at all. Uh, Kevin, you're on Run Fez. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I hate to switch off the Dave subject because we miss Dave a lot down here in Texas, but uh, that rounding up of the stalkers that Fez was talking about would be equivalent to uh, the Americans rounding up the Japanese back in World War II. What's the difference? Just because they were different? Um, yeah, what's the problem there, Fez? Because their eyes were a little tilted, so we should round them up? Or because other people who looked something like them did something bad, so innocent people should be rounded up? I need you to keep an eye on that. When you find yourself doing that, when you find yourself going, let me join the herd mm-hmm. and go after the weirdos, then say to yourself, wait a minute, isn't one of my fantasies to be a weirdo? Isn't one of my fantasies to be an, uh, an outsider? Uh, people wrote in to me, uh, maybe Fez should be arrested for jumping in that elevator with Bruce Falanche. Remember when you tried to ride the elevator down with Bruce Valanche? Yes. You didn't need to be in that elevator. Your time was done. You had a question for Bruce Valanche. You felt only Bruce Valanche could answer for you. Would that sound a little crazy in the court of law? Well, when you put it that way, yes, it does sound a little nuts. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break here. Uh, when we get back, you had something really bothering you, though, Fess? Well, there was something I saw on a TV show last night. Uh, I, I just, for the first time, I watched this Modern Family show that won the Emmy a couple weeks ago. And they were doing something on there that I can't believe tastes good. And I figured I'd try it here today just to see if it is any good. What is it? They said, on this show, they said, if you sprinkle some salt in chocolate milk... Mm-hmm. It really brings out the chocolate and makes it that much better. Chocolatey things and salt go together. Uh, chocolate-covered pretzels. I always like the M&M uh, peanuts with popcorn. So, uh, yeah, a little salt on your chocolate. Tasty. Now, I don't drink chocolate milk because I'm an adult. Uh, but it's not shocking to me that you could pop uh, the chocolate out of chocolate milk with a little salt. What is this TV show you're watching? This is Modern Family. And is it, what is it, like Martha Stewart? No, it's a sitcom. It's done mockumentary style, which is very big anymore. And it's just three different... What do you mean is big anymore? Well, you know, with The Office as mockumentary, Parks and Recreation. But why add the anymore? Why wouldn't you say which is very big? Oh, um, I don't know. I guess that wasn't necessary. It's okay. I, I just meant, you know. That's okay. Lately. We we got to fill uh, four hours. Um, so they gave you the chocolate thing, but you've had chocolate covered pretzels, right? Yeah, chocolate covered peanuts. Mm-hmm. Like them? Yeah. Yeah. M and M peanuts, salt, meets chocolate. Yeah, I guess I was thinking with the milk. At salty milk is what I was seeing out of it. Well, it's. Not, so, it's not regular milk, it's chocolate milk. So I just, you know, I just, I, I couldn't imagine salting my milk is what made me think, can that really taste good? Well, I, did they say put salt in regular milk? No. That would have been a crazy show. I would have loved that. Uh, Hicks, 
You're uh, kind of a connoisseur. You like the chocolate and salt taste together? Oh, hell yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. You need your saltiness and you need your sweet. Well, I'll tell you this. After the unmasked last night, I ate over this place on uh, 10th Avenue. What was the name? Um, I'll look the name up for you, but an unbelievable mac and cheese. Oh, I love mac and cheese. How unbelievable was it? Oh, it's stunning. Then we had a, you know, a little uh, fish oh. and uh, fried chicken. I mean, you know, everybody orders different, and then we could all go around and just be like tasting. That sounds wonderful. But the mac and cheese was like so much of it. I'm like, you know, yeah. the three of us could have sat down and ate it. And I finally said to the guy, I go, do I look like a fucking animal? And he goes, you want to wrap this up? I go, what do you think, Jim? You don't think I'm going to want some more mac and cheese in three hours? Take it home for yourself. It's delicious. Heat it up. Let me get the name of that for you, Fez. Um, uh, and people are saying uh, that they, uh, it's 44 and X is the name of it. Nice little place over on 10th. They keep trying to tell you that 10th is, uh, you know, going to pop. I don't know. I will say this. Tens of gay bars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tens. That far west side is this fucking gay town. I didn't know it was this far up. Yeah. I thought it was the lower. No, Hell's Kitchen's gotten real gay. Um, 44 and times? The times? Times 10? Oh, I get it. 44 and 10. So 44 and X is 44 and 10. Brilliant. Uh, but people are also saying they had uh, salt and chocolate, hot chocolate fuzz. I've never heard of this before. Well, you've heard of, uh, do you drink a lot of hot chocolate? No, I don't usually go there. Mm. All right, Baby Girl uh, writes into us, I actually miss board gossip. Baby Girl's a very big East Side Dave fan, as you know. Um, and those two had a special kind of bond. They had a special relationship every time uh, Baby Girl would come over. And, of course, we don't get it here at the old place. It used to happen all the time. Um, she goes, I miss board gossip, although they're no more boards, can Fez or new intern do Twitter gossip? Well, it does seem like Rustin has filled that Dave place in her heart. Uh, but there are no more boards. It's very, very weird. Um, maybe we can do that. Uh, yeah, board gossip was uh, one of my favorite things that Dave did. Uh, and then uh, Steve Bayshore, right? Stephen Bayshore writes: When Fezzi says he's interested in trying salty milk, doesn't he actually mean come? Um, Jason, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Macaroni and cheese and marshmallow fluff, delicious. Now, by marshmallow fluff, do you mean the old fluff and nutter? Yes, exactly. I can't have fluff and nutter, Fez. I have a. Um, like a strange childhood thing. You ever have something like kind of dramatic happen to you uh, when you were a kid and then that food will bring it back to you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. When I was a kid, uh, I was having like this little lunch of a uh, peanut butter and fluff and butter sandwich. Now, when I'm saying kid, I had to be maybe four tops. Might move to a five, but I'm pretty sure I was four. So I'm eating a peanut butter and fluff and other sandwich. And 
all the kids in the neighborhood are fucking running towards one house, right? And it was because my neighbor's dog got hit by a car. So I go running over, still keeping my peanut butter and fluff and utter sandwich in my hand. Uh, the parents are all freaked out. But the dog, the dead dog, was in a bucket. Um, and the and they were all freaked out about it. And the kids were all coming in. And here I am eating my peanut butter uh, and fluffing butter. And I look into uh, the bucket, and there's a dead dog, right? The dog that we had played with that I knew very well. So I keep on looking, and I'm eating, right? And I said something like, well, I know exactly what I said. I said, hey, look, the bottom of the bucket is filling up with his blood. He's still bleeding. And then took another bite out of the peanut butter and fluffing butter. Again, I'm for, I'm curious about death. The father freaks out, starts screaming at me. You're a monster. Get away. How could you eat that peanut butter and fluffing butter when fucking, you know, whatever this fucking dog Heidi Ho is dead, right? So I'm like this. Hey, I was having my lunch. I heard the excitement. I came over. I'm looking at the dead dog, but I'm still having my lunch. I'm just as upset as you are, but it just caught me at this fucking moment. Get out. You're a monster. I go, I might be a monster, but my dog is secure in the backyard where he belongs. Not running back and forth into the street. You're responsible. Yeah. And then I said like this, I'm going to go back to my house because it happens to be a split level. I'm not living in a ranch house like a one-floor fucking animal. So anyway, anytime I see like Fluff and Utter or think about Fluff and Utter... Uh, it really does um, seem to me like I could think of a dead dog in the bottom of a bucket. And I guess they just put them in a bucket to make it easier to carry. You know my guts spilling out all over you. <laughs> well, there was no guts. It was just blood coming out of the head. And I remember oh. it was very, very red. And um, I was thinking this is a very curious thing. I'm four. I haven't been overly exposed to death. I mean, obviously, I saw my dad whack somebody. Wait, what? But I never saw it in the animal kingdom. And what should I have done? Put my fucking lunch away? I guarantee you, you don't know my fucking brother. I put that sandwich down, I come back, and it's missing. It's gone, and he'll swear he never ate it. Oh, God, these people. If I'd see that guy today, I'd like to fucking explain myself. I feel bad that you had peanut butter and fluff and nutter ruined for you. All right, wait. I'm being told here that fluff and nutter uh, incorporates the peanut butter. You don't have to mention it separately. I'm telling you this. I've never had one since I was four. I know nothing about it. I can guarantee you I won't be having another because of this. I guess I got the kind of uh, blocks that you do, Fizz. Um, why is uh, Franklin so 
quick to just retweet everything that Baby Girl writes. He is so on her dick. I mean, on a constant fucking time. Well, it ain't going to happen, Franklin. He wants it, though. Bad. Of course he does. Just like he wants Lily. That's another fucking black law to him. Anyway, where were you at, Fez? You wanted to drink some milk? Oh, yeah. I was going to try the uh, salted chocolate milk. Well, it should be exciting radio. Uh, so you're going to pour salt and milk and drink it? Yeah, just to see if it, uh, it was actually any good. Well, let me give the listeners time to get to the edge of their seat. Um, and after that, won't you have a cookie? See if that rocks. Uh, we're taking a break here. When we come back, radio history, Fez Watley's drinking salted chocolate milk. Ron and Fez Show. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Here is It's the Ron and Fez Show. Uh, Hicks wishing his constant uh, happy birthday. This is a weird thing, and I didn't realize this. It's not only Springsteen's birthday today. The entire E Street Band was born on the same day. That is nuts. That is absolutely crazy. Um, so I got a book yesterday. Uh lined up for the next Unmasked. Do you have the name of the book, Fez? Uh, the uh, book is How Dare You Say How Dare Me. It's Pat Cooper's book. And um, <coughs> I, uh, I just started it last night. Uh, but he's angry and he names names. Some of the names <laughs> you haven't heard in 35 years. That he's still <laughs> mad at Helen Reddy. Uh, Stephen Edie Gourmet, he tears into ass every once in a while. But he's not a, a shit-taking guy, so this should be uh, an interesting unmask. Now, did uh, all the seats go? Yeah, we're good to go. And good. Uh, I also need... Um, who wrote me yesterday? Oh. Angel Fuck and Baby Girl, my friends, also in. 
they um they didn't I didn't see the the, the uh, mass though they, through the Twitter account. Yeah, they don't do it through Twitter. They do it directly through us. Yeah, we went over this yesterday. There's, there's, there's a system in place to, so everyone gets their seats and everyone, I'm aware of everything because I'm handling the crowd. Right. Just, you know, go through the Twitter account and you get your seats. Going through you doesn't make any sense when I can just do it. I consider so. going through me, going through us, same exact way. But, but we really need to have the system in place. That way it's, we can keep track of it and, I get, and we make sure that we're not I, overbooked. What about this system? Not everybody has Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter account, you should be left out in the yard. I think everyone can go to a library and sign up for Twitter. It takes a second. Seems like a lot. Or know somebody who has a Twitter account that could tw put in the request that I mass show. What's the difference? Because we have the system down where that way we know exactly we have our list all put together and there's no surprises or anything falling through the cracks at the nothing's last minute. Fall nothing's falling through the cracks. It's all working perfectly. You guys are getting fucking anal is what you're doing. It's not working perfectly because the system is... There's, there's no, people no aren't system. Using, yes, there is a system. What's people the system? People go to the Unmasked Show at Twitter.com. You follow it. You contact it. You go at Twitter Unmasked Show. You can request your tickets. And I email them back. And that, they get their tickets. That way, everything is self-contained at the, at the page at Unmasked Show. That way, you're going to find out the announcement there. You're going to request tickets there. You're going to find out about upcoming Unmasked there. And if you don't do that, then I have phone calls saying there's people downstairs who can't get in the security system. And then I look like an asshole and well, they're left out in the cold. You're not left out in the cold. I told you, Fred. I told you, Angel Fuck. And I told you, Baby Girl. So put it in the system and don't leave your ass out in the cold. But when they go around the system... I'm part the of the sy system. The system falls apart. What's it, what is falling apart here? What is possibly going wrong? This is perfect. Well, now we're overbooked. We're not overbooked. Oh, wait. Here's one way to deal with it. Add two chairs. But if people keep going to you... Wait, are you... Are, yes. Then nobody's going to follow the system. Everyone is following the system. The system works perfectly. I don't think so, since I'm not getting the at on Mass Show Twitters, so I can't send my emails out and let people know and give them proper directions on how to get here. And, you know, with whatever else it is to come up to see on Mass. Right, because with the system, that's how you get all the information about when and where to be. So it's a good system, it works. But if people keep trying to go around it, it's going to eventually fail. All right. And I feel disrespected. Well, you're only disrespected for the way that I will tell everyone from now on, use the system. Of the Twitter account? Yes, of the Twitter account. Okay. And that way you'll have everything the way you know. And wasn't it Angel Fuck and uh, Fred Brooklyn that w g went around the system before, wanted in for the Eddie Izzard unmasked, and then didn't show up? Um, well, they couldn't make it. Yeah, but see, that's what happens. Then, at that point, chairs were added, and we were, you know, they're so, on the oh. list, and then they didn't show up. So it's like, I don't, I can flaunt the system as much as I want to.
and then there's no accountability to it. All right, it's done. We got the system. For now, if somebody emails me, I'll say, um, you know, just uh, write to the other thing. Um, Phil, you're on Run of Fez. Uh, hey, guys. I was at Unmasked yesterday, and uh, first of all, you, you did a great interview, and some of the stories yesterday were, were pretty incredible. Amazing stuff, right? It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to give credit to uh, Pepper because um, the system d- did work very well. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Yep, because you got an email with the, with the address and everything, and there was the right amount of seats. It worked very well. All right, thanks, Phil. We all know the system's great. We don't know everybody works hard on it. And I get the fact that all you guys work hard on this stuff. I get it completely. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. For the people who don't want to sign up for Twitter, I, have, I follow one thing on the show. How fucking hard is that? You didn't do that. All right, good. We're all going to do it after this point. For now on, if anyone even emails me, I'll just write to them on Mass Show. Even if it isn't about on Mass. <laughs> you know, now you're being an asshole. Now, at one fucking point, I act like we're all part of this. Rustin fucking says he wants to add something. Come on over here. I don't understand this kid. Yesterday, he doesn't show up. I thought he was on drugs. This is the first day since he came up here from uh, ZZ Topland. Wearing the same fucking Austin shirt that he wears four out of every five days. Yeah. What is it, Rustin? Well, I mean, <clears throat> we're not a huge operation, Ron. You know that. Oh, and don't when... start busting my balls. I'll <laughs> snap your fucking neck. No, no, no. I'm on your side. But the thing is, there's a process. And when people don't follow the process, Look, it fucks everything up. Guess what? Yeah. Just because I think you're adorable doesn't mean that you can come in here and act like you're talking with the grown-up stuff. You know what it reminds me <laughs> of? is <laughs> like when a little kid tries to put on his dad's hat and pants and comes walking out of the other room. I, somebody's got to take You're finally going to get to meet Baby Girl tomorrow. If if she goes to the Unmasked Show at Twitter. Yeah, it's going to work out that way now. But maybe she'll take. maybe she'll show you around New York a little bit. That'd be great. But first, she needs to go to Twitter.com. So you, <laughs> you know what? Seriously. These fucking guys are serious and you're not. No, I am. I'm 100% serious. There's nothing serious about you. No, they, Where were you yesterday? Uh, Wednesday's, Wednesday's a school day for me. I got class on Wednesdays. Um, all right. People writing in. I'm on Fez's uh, side on this. You have a system. They take Fez and Hicks out of it. The system only works if you're a part of it, Ron. I am a part of the system. I'm 100% a part of the system. But then a couple people I happen to know pre-system write me up um, and say, hey, put me on the list. I thought that would be part of the system. Now I'm finding out it's not. I make mistakes. After this week, we're into a rigid system. Okay. That's all we need. Just respond. You're a, dick. you're a fucking dick. And Fezzy, uh-huh. you're going to get that kid beat up. You're going to get that kid beat up if you put him up to this. My intention is not to be a dick. But You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to yeah. have him stop talking. Have Fez try to make chocolate milk and salt interesting. Um, let's go to um, Alex. You're on Fez. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie B. How you doing? Uh, I was just wondering if you thought if the system would help, uh, maybe you get more certain visitors to see you in the hospital when you have your appendix taken out. All right. Fez, Fez didn't come see me. That's a very good point. That's a system I thought I had best friendship. 
But Fez had to give his cat a back rub. What do I care? Uh, Reggie, you're on the run of Fez show. Ronnie B. Yeah. Yes. Hey, aren't, Ronnie, aren't you the fucking boss? Nobody's the, the boss fuck? here. No, we're all in this together. Whether it's yeah, me, Rustin, the intern, we're all in this at the same time. Where were you yesterday, Rustin? Uh, uh, class. Wednesday is a class day. I've got. I didn't know that. So you take off every Wednesday from us, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wednesday, well, I got. There's got to be at least one day where I can maintain. Uh, okay, I get it. Rocking that's, the dean's list, that, baby. I got to maintain it. That's your system. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, what classes did you have yesterday? Yesterday, uh, I had a I have a three hour one. It's a public administration and modern society. It's a real pain in the ass. What's what? it about? For three hours? Yeah, since it's only once a week, because you know I'm in here. Every time else. It's about um, public administration. It's about uh, all the elections and then the system. You know, it's, it's, it's about the system. system. It's about the American system you know, and how <laughs> if you follow the system, everything works out perfectly. And then there you know who follow the system? Who? Fucking communists. <laughs> they were very efficient and got things done, though. Um, Sean, you're on Renefez. Yeah, Ron, I was wondering if part of the system could be that you could start putting Rustin in the back row of the interviews, because I listened to the David Cross one yesterday, and all I heard was his goofy-ass laugh in the background. It kind of took he me out He can't of help it. He fucking adores David Cross, and that's all part of it. If He's going to be there in the system. If that one was bad, then the Reggie Watts one's going to be even worse. You're really I, loving that I one. lost my shit during that one. Yeah. I was, I was blue in the face. I couldn't breathe at one point. <clears throat> what made you laugh? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna save that for the for the airing. Save it for the system. Okay, yeah. But there were there was a moment right in the middle of the Reggie Watts interview where things went a little haywire that I I couldn't handle it anymore. I almost fell out of the chair. Um. Here, um. Here's Denny. Denny in Tennessee. You're on my face. Hey, what's up, guys? You know yeah. what I gotta tell you? It's a wonderful fucking thing. Finally, Scorsese tells De Niro, you know what? You didn't deliver all that well. It's great to hear Ron once in a while get called by by, by the rest of the guys. It's awesome. Oh, I love you, Ron. But uh, still, it was good to hear it. Denny, did I didn't I didn't react badly to it. I got it. I just didn't think it was a big deal to them. Uh, they stood up for themselves for five fucking seconds. Fez, you showed a little passion. Like maybe you cared about your job today. Uh, Hicks was sober. Rustin came in wearing big shoes and acting like he wanted to drink a beer. I didn't let him. Yeah, Coors Light. How about this, Ron? If you don't want to be the one to say, go to Unmasked Show, just whenever Baby Girl emails you, forward her to me, and then I'll handle all the communication from there. Well, if, there's, you know, if, there, if we go overbooked, that's also part of the system where people will find out that they didn't get their, t uh, you know, their seat request. Why don't you give up your fucking seat? Five two, what are you doing in there anyway? I'm going. What's to Rustin's fucking annoying laugh doing all over the goddamn thing? I'm having a great time. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I'm doing. Hey, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If you made so and I fucking already said, but coming back with it when I already told you, add two fucking uh, chairs. You forget that these people threw me a party before and gave me a crown like a king and a scepter. Yeah, and a scepter. Uh, on a night when nobody else had fucking time for me. I understand that, Ron. If you don't want to deal with it, give it to me. I'll take care of it. As long as we can get, get these people back into the system. I just wish I knew why your stupid Texas charm worked on me. Because <laughs> I would stop it. Okay. I don't know what it is about you yeah. that I think is fucking, you know. 
and I, one day I'll look back on it and I'll and I'll go. I made a gigantic mistake. I unleashed this kid on the world. Yeah. Um, because he's going to go places, Fez. He's going to be everything that you're not. Oh, wow. So, um, but now, uh, let's get off the system. You wanted to show off your uh, chocolate milk. Well, I was just going to try this as I saw it on the show Modern Family last night, just to see if salt really does increase the taste of uh, chocolate milk. So I got the chocolate milk. And I got a salt packet. Alright, let me just swish it around a little bit here. And try it. Okay, that is too salty! Well, did you stir it up with a guy or just bring yeah. it on the top? I mean, I can try it again. Alright, yeah, that makes it taste like the chocolate milk has gone bad. It's eh, it's actually gross. So it may work in different combinations, but I don't see where this thing is working. No, it just feels like it. There's because there's a bitterness to the salt that you don't want in milk. Where it's going, it's it's actually like maybe the milk has stayed out too long, or. Something horrible has happened to it. Like, I got it from a sick cow. Well, well, the concept is there. The salty and chocolate, like peanuts and chocolate. I mean, it's good. It's good. Like, chocolate-covered pretzels. Yeah. It should work in theory. It does not work in real life. Not for me. I do not recommend this. Uh, you try this at home. Because it just takes, it just it puts a bitterness in there that isn't working. Tomorrow you want to try sugar in your tea? No, I'm done with the experimenting. How about a straw with a Coke? Beer in a mug? Uh, Rick, you're on Ryan and Fez. Fez, you know that they put salt in ice cream, man, right? That's like what they start with, is rock salt. Yeah, apparently they're putting just enough in there. Well, why don't you just let some chocolate ice cream melt next time? Adding to this is too much. I'm sure if you didn't know, you would have been fine. Uh, it's only the fact that you saw yourself do it. Did you stir it? Yeah, I got it as stirred as, uh, yeah. Uh, Chef Darren, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron Fez. First off, I want to say thank you for the awesome interview on Tuesday. Reggie Watts blew my mind. Also, um, just to let you know, Lynch Candy Company makes a dark chocolate with sea salt candy bar. What it is is you have to use very sparingly on the salt, and it will heighten the flavor noise in the chocolate to give it almost a rich coffee flavor to it. Yeah, I never go for, the the dark chocolate is supposed to be good. Not a fan. I don't know what to say to you, Fez. You don't eat a lot of different foods. I don't suppose you have a palate that's ready for anything outside of what you normally do. But this isn't a shocking thing. Salt with chocolate. It's been around as long as chocolate. It's kind of a well-known thing. Um, Frankie, you're on Ryan Fez. Hey, Fez, did you ever think that perhaps this was a practical joke being played by the writers of the show? You know, like that, that deal you do with the penny on the forehead and you try and slap it off? It, it's probably just they want to see how many people actually try this. 
Well, it looked interesting enough to try, but it, it certainly uh, didn't come out tasting well. Well, now you're victim number one. Uh, 866 run zero fez. 866 run zero fez. Um, Paul, you're on a fez. Hey, Fezzy, maybe for tomorrow's uh, Big Friday show, you could try peanut butter with uh, maybe jelly. Um, let's go over here. Tom, Tom, you're on a fez. Hey, hey buddies. Uh, thanks for uh, cooking with fez today. I was seeing what he recommends when my noodles stick together when I cook uh, pasta. Is there any kitchen tips or anything like that you got, fez? I would uh, run them under cold water. Why is that? I think that'll uh, unstick your noodle. A sexual joke? Um, Pete, you're on Red Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, uh, is this the new character, Stink Nuts? Fez, are you going to be Stink Nuts? No, I'm not Stink Nuts. That's someone else. So, uh, chocolate and salt. Fez Watley. Um, here's Brian. Brian in West Haven. You're on a Fez. Yeah, you got a diabetic drinking uh, chocolate milk. Is this uh, Stunt Boy Radio? Stunt Boy Radio with Fez Watley drinking chocolate milk. Well, it was, ju- it was just a taste of it. Just to see how the salt with the milk portion would work. Maybe like a... Uh, uh, Pepsi and milk, like Laverne DeFazio used to drink. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Driver, you're on run fez Hey, Fezzy, will you ever win? <laughs> Maybe one day. Uh, David, PA, you're on yeah. run Hey, uh, how about I've seen guys put salt in beer. Is that any good? I've never tried that one. You ever seen it done before? No, I've never heard of this. People do it. When I was a kid, we used to buy that stuff in the grocery store, the beer salt. Mm-hmm. Just eat it. It's good stuff. A little lime flavoring. You ever tried pepper or anything, Fez? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Danny, in Canada, you're on Fez. Ronnie, you the man. Fezzy, you ever tried those uh, M&Ms with the pretzels inside? Yeah. I eat like nine bags a day. It shows. I've had chocolate-covered pretzels before. I haven't had the M&M ones. Was that but, salty tea? Did you hate the salt? No, that that worked, but it's, uh, it's, it's some, I think it's the, the salty taste with the milk that didn't work for me. Maybe your pal will grow to love it. My dad puts salt on watermelon. Really? Yeah, none of this stuff is freakish. Human beings do all different things. Salt, pepper. Some people put hot sauce on things. Um, uh, Justin, you're on a Fez. What's up, buddies? Since we're talking about chocolate, Fez, do you still think Bill Cosby is most recognizable for the pudding pops? See ya. No, I don't believe that. Uh, here's Mike in Maine. You're on Run Fez. Uh, yeah, Fez. If you don't like this salty milk in your mouth, why don't you just stick it in your ass instead? Don't, Fez. Uh, JD, you're on Run Fez. Hey, I saw that episode of Modern Family, and they just put a tiny bit of salt in the milk. Did Fez put the whole packet in there? Yeah, he did. 
Maybe but you've just probably- tried a little bit, Fez. Yeah, maybe that's what I should have done. Well, I thought, you know... Well, you got if- more milk. Go ahead. Maybe you should put it in a cup instead of just directly in. I've got the video pulled up here in the middle if you want to Yeah, see maybe you could watch to see how much they do it, Fez. See her method of stirring. All right, that was a pretty good shake she put in there. Well, look how little chocolate, though, you have. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Buddies. Hey, Fezzy, have you ever tried donuts with ants sprinkled on them? Not on purpose. But one time I did buy a box of donuts that had ants in it. Then what happened? I ate them. And then? Found them on the ants, found the ants on the other donuts. And then what? Kept eating? No, I stopped at that point. Seems like a lot of salt. You're just supposed just, to put a little pinch. I was having just, trouble getting it out of the thing. Oh! oh. Uh, here's Paul in Philly. You're on Rana Fez. They have uh, chocolate-covered bugles. They're delicious. Salty um, co- corn chip taste. Great. Did you ever that, Fez? No, I have not had uh, chocolate-covered bugles. Tomorrow's show? We're playing a new uh, thing. What's Fez having? No, this is still too salty, even with a sprinkle in there. Eight six six run zero Fez. Eight six six run zero Fez. Here's uh, Terry. You're on Fez. Hey, what's up, buddies? Yeah. Hey, Fez, you ever try salt off a breast with tequila? Oh, wait, 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 I forgot. You have a secret. My bad. Uh, you ever have salt with your tequila, Fez? Yeah, I've had a salted margarita. Yeah, but just, like, do the salt, lick it off your hand, do a shot. Oh, like yeah. A lemon. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, it's, uh... Too salty? It's too salty. It's too tequila-y, too. Why don't we do this? Put your chocolate milk in, right? Then we'll just keep adding one grain of salt until we find out... How much is too much? Exactly. Or let me mm. do this since you're doing it so slow. Um, I'll have Rustin go in the other room. One of the things he brings back will have salt. The other will not. And then you pick between the two. Okay. And then also, one of them might have a little fucking ass cheese. All right. Go get a couple cups. Um, here's a dog, you're running Fez. Listen, maybe Fez should put some lotion on his hands, rub the carton really fast, but caress it, and then squirt the saltiness into his mouth and see if he enjoys that. You want to do it that way, Fez? Sounds like a uh, pretty uh, much of a mess to me. Uh, Joe, you're running Fez. Hey, uh, where's Hicks at? Uh, he's around. Um... I want to ask Fez if he ever put salt on his cupcake before he made love to it. Um, here is Stephanie. You're on Ronnie Fez. Ronnie B, I love you. Oh, thank you, darling. Hey, Fezzy, you got to try Wendy's French fries with Wendy's chocolate frosty. All right, it doesn't seem like that would be the dipping sauce or the condiment that I would want to use. You've never seen it's anyone put... delicious. 
I always grew up putting pretzels in my ice cream. You know That's what I said? Salt and sweet combined. Much like you're trying here today. Right. You're growing as a person today, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. Trying something new. What's new? Salt and chocolate milk? Right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jeff, you're on run a fez Ronnie B., you're a god walking among men. Hey, uh, just wanted to say, uh, how about uh, saltwater taffy? Down on the boardwalk. Saltwater taffy, Fez? I've always enjoyed that. So you like the salt in there? Yeah. I just don't think I like it in my milk. You feel like you proved the point today? Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Tom. Tommy, Chicago. Hey, Fez. Uh, ever had a wet biscuit? No. Tommy? I'm sorry? Oh, yeah, wet uh, biscuit. No, we did hear you. Okay. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. It is the run... It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, we'll take a break here. We're back. More chocolate talk. Ron and Fez. You're listening to the Ron and Fez show on the virus. Series 197, XM202. I was down when I, I first saw you. It was almost like you, you knew my name. It was all that I could do when I got next to you. My baby, my baby put me down. My baby put me down. I crawled, I crawled in my hole. So the time I come out.
Fuzzy, that is the Vagabond Souls. We got Dom, Brendan, and Chris in the studio with us uh, tomorrow night. They're playing Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts at Mocha Mayas. That's tomorrow night. And then Saturday night, it's back in New York City at the Bitter End. And that show starts at 1030 Saturday night. Bitter End, this is what, third time you guys are playing Bitter End? Fourth time? Fourth time, I think. It's over a while, though, now. And uh, now, Road Dogs. Just on the road all the time. Uh, Fez, go over some of these dates the boys are doing. All right, that's uh, tomorrow night, Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts. Uh, Saturday night, New York City at the Bitter End. October 30th, that's a Halloween show in Brendan's hometown, Monroe, Louisiana, at the Tsunami. And then they got the Blues Fest coming up November 6th in Columbia, Louisiana. Yeah. That's it. These boys have gotten so busy. So busy. And now the new album is out. That's right. Yeah. Self-entitled Vagabond Souls, which is... Uh, and what did you guys do? You did this in Nashville? Yeah, we yeah, did, did it. an album in Nashville. Last time we saw you guys, you came in and hung out with us uh, for a while. And in that same room the other day, I was telling the guys, who was the Jerry Lee Lewis kid that was uh, playing in there? Um, I'm not sure who it is. I saw this guy so many years ago in... Uh, I was in Georgia. I was in Atlanta, Georgia. And I mean, like, it was like decades. And then I saw him just uh, the other day singing with Tom Jones. Um, Hicks, look into that guy. Unbelievable. Uh, but I come down there, you guys were sitting next to Marky Ramon, just hanging out. Yeah. Sitting. You didn't know that was Marky? I hadn't. Yeah, that was one of the Ramones that was sitting in the uh, <laughs> I knew he looked spot with you. But, <laughs> it, but more important, uh, Mel Tillis yeah. was also... Yeah. He was almost like the original Fez Watley. You know, you have the stutter Fez? You don't have a stutter. I just made that up. See if you would go along with it. A lot of people wrote in today, though. Great to see Fezzy stand up to Ronnie B because you dropped me down on the system. You had Hicks on your side, Rustin on your side. But since then, I did hear from a very good friend of mine who wants to get in. Uh, and that's Mikey background. All right, I thought we were. We said we were going to follow the system. Yeah, we are going to. But I'm just saying uh, he hasn't been able to listen for a while. And he goes, I know you had your appendix out. And he ho- writes, hope you're doing well. And then gabba gabba hey. So it's all up for that. Um, but uh, last night, I'm not even making this up. I'm watching Showtime or something. There's some soft, you know, one of their late night soft porns on. I thought Mikey Background was the fucking guy in it. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. I'm not even making it up, but it might have been because it was in the middle of the night, but he looked exactly like that guy. Uh, when you guys are out on the road, you're headlining this? Is like club things that you're headlining? Or you're playing with other bands, or how's it all working out? How yeah. is Friday working out? What's up with that? Yeah. We're, uh... Uh, Friday, we're basically the headliners there. You refuse to go on after anyone else. You're like uh, Jagger. No, wait, oh. Jagger always said, no, we got to go on last. <laughs> No, I mean, we don't mind. I mean, usually we play with a lot of great bands, uh-huh. so it's it's actually fun playing. But when together. you're playing with great bands, you're in the back on no. <laughs> no, can't take us. I could deal with it. It's cool. Really? You don't have any problem with that? No. Uh, well, what is your problem, Rustin? You came in here to do a little sound work. This is Rustin. He's our new intern. He's from Austin. What's up, guys? Austin. And yeah. let me ask yeah, you this. Yeah, yeah. 
Because you're always saying what you could do in Austin. Yeah. Any way you could pull the boys together with that Austin scene. Oh, yeah. How many How many club owners do you know that? Oh, I know four or five guys that have little little dives that you guys could play in. Fucking Why is it going to be little dives? Why can't they play <laughs> a Sixth huge Street. arena? Sixth Street. Yeah, Sixth Street, yeah, man. Sixth Street. I just heard your guys' sound. It sounds like a real tiny club. You just get everybody what fucking... What is that? What is... What's with the tiny <laughs> club? <laughs> the atmosphere where everybody's just fucking into it, right? Where you get everybody in the whole entire club. Yeah, but the they can do that if there's 2,000 people. <laughs> doesn't have to be tiny. You asked for the the Austin vibe. The Austin oh, vibe know. is that about a hundred people vibe, in a yeah. tiny club and everybody just jamming to it. Jamming into a small room. Absolutely. I, the, what I'm going to do. Joe's Generic yeah. Blues Bar. Yeah. I, I need yeah. to go wear my intern shirt. Fucking, that's a great club. Well, yeah. let's do this then. I'm going to go into Austin and I'm going to open up a really big room. That's going to be my way of beating this whole thing. I'm going to go into Austin. I'm going to open up a room, 800 seats. <laughs> You'd be Why not? You'd be on to something. Yeah. For sure. And then I'm going to have hot food and cold beer. <laughs> yeah. right, where can you... Wh what clubs do you got at just right there? Okay, my favorite's to go to. You got Emo's, which is a cool one. Right. Uh, then you got Stubbs. Uh, Stubbs is an indoor place that's just, uh, that's just really incredible. If you don't want to play the outdoors, the Stubbs inside is fucking cool. Antones, which you guys brought up just a second ago, is a great fucking club to play at. Yeah. Um, they're just countless. I mean, there's there's tons of them. On South by Southwest, it's yeah. there's a church. It's endless. St. Mark's yeah. Church, yeah. like that, it fucking does great. But here's what I want you to do: I want you to bring your knowledge up here to me, and we're gonna do North by Northeast, oh, and we're yeah. gonna steal the whole Austin thing, okay. but make it happen in New York. Let's I don't know if I can it. do that. I've got they do, I think they actually do that in Toronto. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, that that's not even our country, though. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't count. Doesn't yeah. count. And they actually, no one ever brings this up, but they've attacked us before. Yeah, and if we're being totally honest, they whipped our ass a couple of times. <laughs> it just wasn't an official war. They can't whip our ass in music, though, especially in Austin. That's oh, well, there's a little band called Rush that would like to disagree yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and another one called Nickelback right now that uh, is kind of crushing geez. the charts. We had old Dale Watson yesterday, and I think he would uh, he would like to disagree. Do you know the boys never even heard of Dale Watson? I brought him up to him. Is that, is that Ryan? Yeah. You guys should check him out. I think he's right up your alley. Um, There's the piano guy who was playing yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Jason D. Williams. Jason. Yeah, I've heard that name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He yeah. is amazing, man. I know. Yeah. He's amazing. He's incredible. His new album that just came out was actually produced by Todd Snyder, the guy that I like so much. So now, yeah, he's doing great stuff. No, hold on. I don't understand. How could you be a Jerry Lee Lewis sound like and then put out a new album? <laughs> is he doing Jerry Lee Lewis songs? I think this one's just a just a piano song. Just wow, all that surprises me. The piano. So is he not supposed to be a Jerry Lee Lewis guy? Because uh, the way he was doing Wine Spodiote, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I think he just he just he does that kind of rockabilly piano thing better than almost anybody else. I mean, he just fucking kills it. And seeing them with Dale Watson and Tom Jones, I mean, that was incredible. But yeah, he's he can't be stopped on piano. Uh, he this kid came up from Austin just to be our intern. He's got big, big goals. How many people have you seen perform so far? What are all the oh, What are all the geez. different highlights you had since you uh, got here? Uh, we, the first day we had Jessica Alba, which is what you guys know. I mean, wow. She doesn't even have to open her mouth to see her. No, I didn't even want to. She is good. She's really, really good. She's the invisible girl. She doesn't have to say shit, yeah. Uh, and then we've had, uh, I mean, every day there's a new, there's somebody new, a new musical guest coming in. The, the, Tom Jones walking in and just doing a, a stop-by collaboration with Dale Watson. I mean, where else are you going to see that, right? Yeah. It's just fucking incredible. Um, actually, Tom Jones was on uh, Letterman last night. Oh, was he really? Yeah, it was really, really great, too. Uh, here's Walker in Louisiana. Walker, how you doing, buddy? Hey, doing 
great, guys. Just want to let you know I will be at the Monroe Show. Looking forward to it. I live in Ruston, so uh, about 30 miles away. Can't wait to see you. Very Sounds nice. Sounds good, man. Thank you. That's yeah. October 30th. That's the Halloween show at the Tsunami. Uh, here's JR. JR in Austin. You're on my fest. Hey, Ronnie B. I, yeah. I, there's a couple of uh, 1,000 to 2,000 seat rooms in Austin. It'll be perfect. Stubbs, Wall Creek Amphitheater. So uh, it's a little outdoorsy. Perfect. And then uh, the backyard. Or we could get you on the get a, on the bill at the Austin City Limits Fest, ACL Fest. Yeah, Huge. That's, I like that idea. Yeah, uh, that's good. Russ, am I going to keep you on top of all this stuff? Oh yeah, I'm definitely on top of it. You guys, the ACL Fest—that's a fucking, that's a fun festival to play. But how are you going to really make? How are you going to make this happen? I know that you're from Austin. I know, but I know people. How connected are you? You see, how I kind of jumped in. I kind of know everybody around Sirius already. I know people in Austin. I can make it happen. I didn't know that you even know a lot of people around here. <laughs> well, if I can go get, to see, if I can get yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, I think everybody likes me. If I can get some tickets to see these guys next week, I think I could definitely hook up. Well, with Saturday night Diego. would be perfect for you, but the okay. problem is the kid can't drink yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can uh, drink. Uh, He's just not old enough. Yeah. Can he get into the club? Yeah, he could get in. We could get him in. Yeah, what do you got to get? Yeah. A special goddamn uh, bracelet? Yeah, I could do that. I could scan Kenny my bracelets. Could we can make him Rody. I mean, Rody <laughs> <laughs> would mean he'd actually have to do real work. <laughs> yeah, now, when you go out on a Saturday night, you put on a cowboy hat. Uh, if I was in Texas, I probably would, but I don't know if I can do it down here. You wear a cowboy hat around your neighborhood? That's all the more reason why you should do it here. <laughs> yeah, you really Honestly. should. When I was younger. And I, I had Joe Buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Crawford, I wore the cowboy hat, but no, the cowboy hat, that's a little too much. Then you're just, you're, you're putting on a show there. The I boots see. in New York City, it's tough to pull off. It's a walking city. Yeah. It's yeah. tough to wear these boots every day. Oh, so you can't walk in boots? Unless they're made by Nike. can, but walking boots. <laughs> <laughs> Walking two miles down 49th Street is not uh, is not particularly ideal for uh, for for boots. Uh, 49th Street is not two miles, Which just is, so you know. Okay. Which is funny is who was behind this to begin with? Because like cowboys apparently did work for like months at a time in these things. Yeah, they're not on much concrete though, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this was all right. So cowboys basically came up with boots. Yeah. Really tight jeans, oh, which yeah. seems like a mistake if you're in the saddle <laughs> all day. <laughs> and then jerky. Well, so every because they didn't have any any way to refrigerate food, they were traveling. So every night, what's for dinner? Jerky. Because I've never got every never eaten enough jerky to get filled up on it. Nah, it's tough. This it gives the, you heartburn, man. You're just like the whole southern entire day. Yeah, yeah. The whole southern attire thing is tough to do. The pearl snap shirt, it'd be 110 degrees, and you got a long sleeve shirt. It's not southern. That's only Texas. Okay, yeah. no, no, they're not dressed that way. You're always putting yourself as part of the South. Yeah. I almost consider Texas different from the South. I think you're right. I think we're kind of our own, uh, our own coast, our own whole side. You're of the a lone star. Lone star. You're out there by yourself. Yeah, and we won't roll up our pearl snap sleeves. It doesn't matter how hot it is. Is outside. that is that part of it? Yeah, hell yeah. Because you don't want to tan. No, well, if you're going to get a tan, <laughs> the only time you get a chan tan is if you're riding on the tractor, and then you can wear a cutoff and get kind of a farmer's tan. Farmer's tan, yeah. But if you're going somewhere, if you're going out, you're going to have to wear a long sleeve pearl snap shirt. Hmm, I see. Like when I, somebody, he, get the guy on the phone brought up the backyard in Austin. Yeah. Uh, when I went, to see, I went to see Bob Dylan there a couple of months ago, of course I went. Why you got a name drop? <laughs> it's Dylan. I'm not going to say who I saw there. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it was like 110 degrees outside, but still, you got to dress up. You got to look nice. Make For sure who? everybody knows where you're from. The other cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get the whole thing. I don't get the whole thing. <laughs> the little spark was great. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it makes a lot of sense, but but we do it. 
And we're and we're we're sticking to it. That's our thing. Mm -hmm. That and being mean to Mexicans is the two things oh. you know how to pull off. Well, after machete, I don't know about that anymore, but we'll see. Mm. It was rough. He was rough on us. All right. Well, he's going to pull together the Austin scene for you right now. Yeah, right? very nice. nice. And very at the cool. very least, book him into a mega church. Okay. Just because um, we do we have any mega churches in the Northeast, or we just have churches? I think we just have churches. That's disappointing for you guys. What's the biggest church you've ever been? 45,000 people? Uh, you yeah. have 100 people at a rock show yeah. and then 2,200 at church. Yeah, and the best thing about those <laughs> mega churches is as soon as service gets out at noon, connected inside the church, they usually have like a McDonald's and a Wendy's, like a Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> so you could grab lunch on the way oh. out. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing better than so weird fast me, food. Man. The Last Supper. What's that, mega church? Yeah, the whole, you know. If I went there, I'd ask if I could win a car for shooting and like from half court. It just, <laughs> to me, it, it's a basketball game. You can't get around it. It's good stuff that Joe Austin, though. I mean, he he's got some kind of charm. He pulls in forty-seven thousand people every single Sunday. Is that the one that we saw here, Fez? Yeah, yeah that's that creepy. Yeah, real creepy. What it's, does that cost well, a person? It's creepy. It's, that's the thing. It's I mean, it's free to go in. Of course, well, they got to be paying the, for they, something. They pass the bucket for uh, uh, yeah. your tie. Uh, if you just want some air conditioning for a while. How much? <laughs> how much would you give if the bucket came by? Uh, I think there's a rule actually in the Bible. I think you have to give like a rule in the Bible. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know too much about so, it. So I know you guys up in the north don't either. You know so. the Bible bucket rule. <laughs> <laughs> Because it seems like it should be cheap since that was 2,000 years ago, you know, with inflation and all. I think it, I think it works on a percentage type scale. But yeah. I saw Joel, uh, what's his name, Joel Austin? Joel Austin, yeah. I like him as a preacher because I never once heard him bring up God or anything. Yeah, he's he's real, just like saying, like yourself. Oh, yeah, he's real yeah. positive. He's a real positive God's love and forgiveness. and Yeah. Which it's weird because most of the megachurches, their whole gimmick is to get people in the door is save yourself before you go to hell because you could die today and you know you'll burn in hell forever so that's Ouch. usually their gimmick yeah oh, but sucks. this guy turns it around and he gets 47 grand 47,000 people every, every week. Sunday wow person. Yeah. <laughs> no. so, I mean, yeah, he gets the... more like 300 grand every Sunday yeah oh, dude that <laughs> guy makes so much money you gotta think that he's just his salary's insane well someone had to tell those 47,000 people that they could just watch on TV because it's right there you don't even have to get up then you're going to have a better breakfast than Dunkin Donuts and McDonald's right really? not waste any gas yeah but the convenience is there and you can't what is your what is your church background what are you uh, I was raised Southern Baptist uh, all yeah. my life until a couple years ago and then what happened you tried uh, mushrooms yeah. Changed everything. Staring at your hand during mushrooms. <laughs> Wait, each cell is God. <laughs> I know I've done that with my friends. I went to church camp, and then after that, I kind of I I'd had enough of it. I couldn't handle it anymore. Because of the camp? Because of the music at the camp. <laughs> it's yeah. Terrible. So bad music drove you away. Music is so really you'll be bad. burning in hell, going. I can't begin to tell you how awful that music was. <laughs> this is not my fault. I got in a conversation with a guy. At the That's band because you're from Texas. So if you were from like Alabama and you were yeah. a Southern Baptist, those people have a blast in church every oh, Sunday. No. Do they? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm not saying we didn't have fun. I mean, you raise your hands, you close your eyes, and you. Oh, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I asked yeah, it's a lot of fun. One of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> One of the songs that the bass that they play, and I said that sounds that the bass line sounds a ton like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was talking to the band afterwards, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it's what it was." 
So they oh, just rip off the. So you they just, just stole it. <laughs> you just stole the riff, and then at that point, I kinda... under the cross downtown, <laughs> they had that holy blood. Um, <laughs> so they just say, yeah, just just it's a that it's like Weird Al song exactly. parodies. He didn't even he didn't try to defend it and say, oh, I'm influenced by Flea. He was just like, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but I guess because it was a Christian so band. The way you were, do you think you'll burn in hell when you die? No, because I think the thing is, once you're saved, you're safe for good. It doesn't matter what happens after. So you could actually end up killing a cop. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't when matter. Was, you're safe. When I was seven years old, I invited Jesus to live in my heart forever. And right, me too, then. If that means I can get away with everything. <laughs> yeah. But do you think this would be great? Like, if you do go to hell and it is eternal flame, yeah. that if you see somebody you know and you just, like, have, like, a hot dog on the end of a stick, you're going to drag people up? <laughs> Hurry up. I'm starving. <laughs> After a while, don't you think you could get used to the fire? Just after, I don't know, a couple of million years? Maybe it'd be one of those things like you'd get kind of some kind of heat stroke where you're so hot that eventually it starts to feel cool. I didn't know that happened with the heat stroke. Like icy hot. All right, so icy hot is a heat stroke. <laughs> and where you can't tell whether you're burning or freezing to death. I didn't know it happened that way. Yeah, I believe so. I think so, where it's like all of a sudden you'll get chills. Hmm. For being so damn hot. And hell has got to be. <laughs> so you're still a strange place. Qualify for that. Who determined that hell's hot? Because I think being cold for the rest of your life would suck much worse. Would so you, your hell would be a freezing cold place? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm from Pittsburgh, man. It's, you know, <laughs> the sun shines like five days a year there. So, you, so your, uh, your hell would actually be Cleveland winning. Yeah. Well, that would be the thing for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Losing to the Browns. Yeah. Um, I'm actually living my hell, so I don't think they could... Uh, yeah. I think this actual break is my hell. Uh, what about for you, Hicks? Did, you didn't grow up with any religion at all, right? No, not really. Catholic in name, but... No, oh, I no, didn't know. You were baptized? Yeah, I was baptized, yeah. Oh. There was no practicing whatsoever. Not even... Uh, and no catechism? No, no. no. no yeah. I think I was just baptized. That's about it. It wasn't mm. much time for church in the Stanley household. <laughs> well, Dad really was really time for anyone to bring me there or... Yeah. We understand. Dad was a junkie. All yeah, right, problems. give it a rest. Yeah, well, I just want to bring it up every now and then. Yeah, I know. I know. You got to push your New York City roots. Uh, Fez, you still believe in hell at all, or even after your heat, icy heat? Stroke? No, I don't believe in hell. I, I don't think anyone goes to hell. It just seems... If the God is supposed to be so loving, how could he stand there and just watch while people are burning... Well, was, you know, so the other people will be able to save themselves. Yeah, but it's, I don't want to scare you back into it, but, you know, <laughs> it's not completely crazy. He set up some rules. You have the choice. It's a choice you're making. Right, but I just, I, I, the eternal damnation into the hellfire, I, I can't buy into it. There's mm. definitely a system in place for how hell. Much like us. Yeah. <laughs> There's a process. That well, we what would the system be then? I think you have to, you have the. I always learned when I was a kid that before you died, uh, unless you were like under the age of five, everybody who died had at least heard the name Jesus Christ. And once you'd heard the name, you'd had the well, opportunity. What about to African kids? What about Zulus? Well, that was the whole point of sending out. The, I don't know if you guys got the VHS in the mail a couple of years ago, the Jesus story. No, I didn't get that. You guys didn't really? No. Every uh, single person. I had DVDs He's then. He's from Texas. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was just a Texas thing. But yeah, once you hear about Jesus, then you've had the opportunity to convert. Right. What about Zulus, though? They don't have VHS. Wait, 
do we really have to worry about them, or can we yes. just be? <laughs> oh, you are Christians. a good Christian. Yeah. Okay, so people in America go. Yeah, on. exactly. Uh, what about this, uh, X? What about the next five callers uh, win the album? What do you think? Seems like it's a little good. Sounds Plug good. the album where to get it, Fez. It's the new CD, Vagabond Souls, self-titled, and you can get it at vagabondsouls.com. Yeah, there's a link there. You could get it on iTunes or Amazon.com or wherever. You guys are high tech. All right, eight six six Ron Zero Fez is the phone number. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez, giving out some freebies. Uh, Hicks, you got a favorite uh, track on this yet? I like Gorilla. Really? Yeah, yeah. They play it. They play it live for us uh, when um, they came in to plug in, and uh, I fucking dug it a lot. That was actually a lot of fun that day, man. That was a great time. Yeah, that was a really good time. That was really really fun. And uh, actually, uh, my PD goes, um, I like it better when they play in the studio because it sounds worse and it's too professional. And I'm like, no, it sounds better professional. Why the hell do you want to just make it sound like you're not playing with all this stuff? But it, it did. It sounded terrific. Oh, voice. yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to run through some of these people. Now, look at this. The phones just explode. Uh, hey, what's your name, man? Oh, we lost you, so you're not a winner. Hey, you're on Ron Fez. How you doing, bro? Good, man. How you doing? Uh, where you calling from? Orlando. Orlando, Florida. Hold on. So, line seven. Line six. Who's this? Kurt, where are you calling from, bro? Nebraska. Nebraska. Hold on, you're a lucky winner. Line five. Hi, where are you calling from, dude? Hey, this is Virginia. Virginia. All right, winner. Look at this. She we're, sounds pretty. We're spreading it out all <laughs> over, guys. Spreading it all over like a shotgun blast. Uh, line three now. Hi, you're on Runner Fez. Who's this? Greg in Miami. Greg in Miami. All right, focusing a little more on Florida than I'm happy with. I really want to spread it around. Let's go one. Where you come from? Jersey. From Jersey. So, uh, Fez, that's the first five. Vagabond Souls, self-titled. Self-titled. Uh, guys couldn't come up with a title for the album. It was, um, we've written so many songs. Why is it just enough? Uh, I don't know. I think we just wanted to keep it self-titled for the first one, and we're already working on the next one. So. Already. Yeah, yeah, the stuff we've been telling you about is uh, may have a couple of keepers out of it, but uh, it looks like it's going to be our, some demo-type stuff, and uh -huh. we're getting with Nettie again that you know helped us produce this and going back to Blackbird and getting the whole thing together. So so it's all about writing. You guys never stop writing. No. 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 Mm. Well, Fez did. Uh, how many years ago did you say I'm just going to keep doing the same bet? Uh, I think it was probably about seven, eight years ago. Beautiful idea. Yeah. I love the idea. <laughs> Cruise a little bit. Uh, paddle. Uh, when we get the new album out, you got any connections in Texas at all? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I just I'll, don't believe a damn thing that you said. I'll, I'll, I want it to be like the today. Jesus VHS, where everybody's <laughs> Everybody getting one it. in the mail. Why can't we do that? I think we should be able to do that. Um, yeah, I'll send it. I'll send it to some people today after the show. Absolutely, sound good. Very good. Let's make it happen. Here, open up that door. I want to bring. Yeah, I want to bring Liam in. Liam is a guy who knows the music industry like nobody else. How you doing, Liam? Hi. How, now you're hey, the most connected going? guy in the music industry, right? Sure. Now here's the deal. This is the Vagabond Souls. We're okay. going to give you one of their albums right now. We want you to take it home. Okay. And this is real, real rock and roll and blues. Okay. All right. Not like that electronica shit that right. you always tell me <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. the next. It's the future. What's the What's the one rock and roll band out there that you love? Um, 
Uh, New Jimmy Eat World this week. My favorite. I got a tattoo. Right, you got to stop it with that. Sorry you got a that. tattoo? I got a ta- Jimmy Eat World tattoo, yeah. Well, do me a favor and pull out of the middle of that road. And would you pull over to one of the sides, get on the edge a little bit? Sure. All right? <laughs> wow. Now, Saturday, uh, the boys are playing. Okay. Where at? In New York City. Where are they at, Fez? They're at the bitter end in New York City. Oh, I love that place. Bleecker Street. Yep. Um, where everything's happening. I don't know whether you shoot heroin. I do, but if you'd like <laughs> to get together, yeah, tie off with Ronnie B. Okay, all right. You got something to brag about? Show me the Jimmy Eat World. Uh, it's on my arm. Hold on. Yeah. Um, by the way, remember that thing, and I can't say it on the air that you were telling me how much you loved. Still going on with me going to another office. Today. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's just a song lyric from one of their songs. It says, "Write my name somewhere safe." Oh, Jesus, a song lyric on your arm? Yes, it's a song lyric. The weirdest thing, somebody wrote to me today, I swear to God, for like a topic for the show going, what song lyric would you tattoo? No way. And I swear to God, I'll pull it up right now, and I wrote back, I'm not a girl. I'm not going to put somebody else's song lyric on me. Yeah. Yeah, and I showed it to them when they came up here about a year ago, and it was really awkward. Yeah, I bet. should never have done that. Yeah, I bet. That had to be the strangest thing ever. It was very odd. They all looked at me, and they're like, oh, cool. You're great, man. Nice to meet you. Who's this guy? Yeah. They haven't been back since. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't actually been back since. I actually have tattooed on my leg. That's the way, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) But it was the 70s. It was a a different time. Russ, what about you? What would you actually, would you ever get a lyric tattooed? Uh, yeah, there's some Dylan lyrics I think I could probably I could probably do. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. It's kind of a gr- no offense, Liam, but it's kind of a chick thing to do. It's yeah, kind of a gay thing to do. What about just getting kick out the jams, motherfucker, and leaving <laughs> oh, yeah. that there? Oh yeah, I could get, do the Ray Wiley "Screw You." We're from Texas lyric. I think I could probably rock. Would you that. give the Texas thing a half a rest now? <laughs> it's just one of fifty states. You get a tattoo on your forehead, right? Right oh. there. Oh. Now, okay, okay, world. We'll all right, now hold on, hold on. Don't Liam's the connected guy though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Liam, uh, how, do you know how this kid's getting over? Because he claims everybody likes him. No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, he's very, very ambitious. Always yeah. says hello to me in the hall. Right. He's a nice, nice guy. Can I just note that somebody doesn't always say hello back? Well, we're oh. here all day. Yeah. I go through this with people all the time. They want to say hi every time I'm walking up and down the hall. I can't do it. Right. How many people in the hallway do you say hi to? Five, ten? I got like a hundred. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But I'm not even looking. You don't have to say hello, but maybe just like a head nod, a cursory, like, hey, I acknowledge that you fucking You also notice he has a girl run? Did you notice that it's Rustin has a girl (laughs) run? That's what we're bringing it back to? Yeah. The guy's got a Jimmy World tattoo on his arm. (laughs) (laughs) He's a ball buster, this kid. He's a ball buster. Okay. All right. Uh, Fez, you know any lyrics that you would get tattooed? Because you're not a big music guy. No, I would probably just have to go with happy birthday to me, and then it would, you know, just be one day a year where it so was appropriate. You you actually would sing happy birthday to yourself? I've never heard of that. I mean, that's the loneliest thing I've ever heard in my life. That, Damn. Yeah, that's that is so much sadder than masturbation, where at least you're getting something. Out. But anyone who's ever saying happy birthday to stuff only blew out a cupcake at most. Just, I'm all by myself. Nice. Um, Maybe that's the lyric you should get, right? Wasn't uh, that a song in the 70s? What's that? All by myself. Uh, a little Eric Cartman. Yeah, a little Eric Cartman. Uh, Hex, what about you? Would you ever get a... 
I don't think I don't think I'd ever get a tattoo, but maybe possibly uh, mm. the Clash, Death or Glory. It's kind of badass. Oh please, again with the Clash. What's wrong with the Clash? Come on, dude. I was there when they came. All right, I'm done now. I'm a little well, exhausted. I was. I'm sorry. I will get born earlier. <laughs> why? Why did you wait so long? Why did you wait to boy band time before you went uh, on the scene? Maybe I like it that way then. Um, let's go <laughs> over here to uh, Justice Sherman Fest. Yeah. Hey, this is Justice. Hey, uh, I got a Motorhead tattoo on my leg. It's uh, hash browns and bacon strips, and it says, I like the way that you lick your lips. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Yikes. Uh, did you let all these people know that are hanging on for CDs that they're the ones that didn't win? That, you know, we have to have winners and losers or else it's not a contest. We have a system right now. <laughs> a system that we're trying to live by. Wait, but I get a CD? You yeah you're gonna get one I'm gonna get you a sign wow. one yeah. I won you are you're a lucky winner That's pretty great but I want I you feel to, good right now I want you to start working all your record uh, company buddies okay. out there I will even though the record company business has just gotten awful hasn't it a little bit although yeah. there's, uh, I mean there's been some big records uh, Avenged Sevenfold Disturbed all the hard rock stuff you guys do the hard rock no no we don't do it they, but, uh, I get it you get it okay. Yeah. Cool. I was doing that in like Sign with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers doing pretty good. <laughs> I was. It's over. This shit all sounds like 1994 to me. Yeah, it does. Sure. They're just doing it over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you this. This is the weirdest thing about this. Is like We have Brian Wilson come in here from the Beach Boys. And he goes like this. Man, the record business sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Brian, even Brian Wilson's like, I don't get this. He goes, seriously, did you ever think the record business would go away? Yeah. He, was, it, he never thought that he'd be signed to Disney. I mean, that's no. the craziest thing. Now he's signed to Disney Records. It's so bad. And actually, during the end of... And, you know, Cyrus. Brian Wilson is you know a very kind man, but it's tough for him just to stay in the moment. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I'm, during the interview that I have with him, I'm just trying to make him feel comfortable. I go... So you're doing a, an album of Disney songs, and he's like, yeah. And I go, did you remember, I mean, growing up there in L.A., right outside of Disneyland, he goes, do you remember the Disney music that you heard when you were a kid? And he goes, nope. <laughs> I go, no Disney songs? Uh-uh. Just part go, of the contract. Yeah, I go, you were here a minute ago, Brian. What happened? <laughs> I, I need you to come back come a back. couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Um, not to not to refocus the conversation, Ron. You said record sales are dropping, but <clears throat> there is one place in America that's still selling a lot of records. That's Waterloo Records, right in the middle of Austin, Texas. Wow. So this kid. <laughs> just to give a little more promo to Austin, but that's a record store, and they are they're the top. They're selling records uh, all the time. So yeah, last week they sold forty. People in Texas Come don't on. have computers. They have to go to Walmart <laughs> and buy them. There's gonna be Austin gigs. <laughs> yeah, that's over. Right out the window. Thanks, Chris. You sons of bitches. Yeah, I guess we will be playing hey, man, Texas I now. I appreciate it. I'm in Nashville. I get it, man. Believe me. <laughs> no, but they're not. They're not. They're definitely not buying Jimmy Eat World and Avenged Sevenfold albums in Austin. They're buying shit like the Vagabond Souls. That's where. Oh, okay. Right. I like yeah, that idea. Shit, huh? Shit. No. Uh, coming yeah, up as a kid, I played a lot over that way. Yeah, man. Man. I had a big biker fest in Waco when I was like, you know, fourteen, playing. Go hang out with Pat yeah. Green for a while. Yeah. <laughs> See, you know, right. yeah. Now that's where you're from, Waco, outside yeah, of Waco. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big, that's the town close to Crawford. Yeah, town, but, I yeah. saw him on TV once when they were burning the whole shit house down. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. But if they if they would have made it into like a movie, there's gonna be a kick-ass soundtrack to that. Because Waco's got some good music. That was considered a mega church. Boom. Everything. Everything about your town you love, huh? Yeah, it's good Dude, why are you no, here again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. What are you doing in New York? When you're in Waco, you just wake up every morning. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Not there, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck us, up. us, FBI. We'll burn the shit down. Yeah. Well, you didn't. The FBI came in and did it. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> but that taught them. I mean, are they going to do that again? Will they shoot first again? They realize what happened when you fuck with crazy-ass Texas people. What happened? They burnt the whole thing down, including the kids. Well, who burnt it down? It's still a little, there's still a little controversy there. I watched it on TV. The FBI, the... the I lived there, Ronnie. The ATF. Or... The ATF. Yeah, the ATF, there's who shot Janet first. Reno did it. Yeah, there, but there's the debate is who shot first. They said that the ATF said they didn't shoot first. And just, hey, just, just like the Civil the War, it don't matter. It don't matter, just like the Civil War. <laughs> so it burned down and that's the end of it? <laughs> yeah, okay. Owen one Texas. Oh, well, there's a rumor that David Crash <laughs> is still living in Waco. So playing backup for Pat Green sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's go over here to Ryan. Ryan, you're in running Fez. Percussion. Yeah. Alt percussion. Ryan, we got you, buddy? Are you there? Yeah. Oh, I got a bad phone connection. Anyways, the uh, talking about the tattoos, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Never put one on myself, but my buddy's got the sublime 40 ounces of freedom sun tattooed between his shoulder blades and a lot of intricate detail. It's really well done. It, it yeah, I used to cool. love sublime till the hippies wouldn't let go of it. And now mm. it just sounds like a drum circle is ready to break out every time <laughs> I hear it. Uh, we got to get going, but plug the gigs, Fezzy. Plug the... It's, uh, the, the album. It's the Vagabond Souls with their new CD called Vagabond Souls. It's available at their website, vagabondsouls.com, or when you go out and see them perform live tomorrow night, Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts, at Mocha Maya's. Saturday night, New York City at the Bitter End on Bleecker Street. That show's starting at 10.30. Catch him for the Halloween show in Brennan's hometown of Monroe, Louisiana at the Tsunami. And then it's the Blues Fest, Columbia, Louisiana, going on November 6th. We may sneak New Orleans in, too, while we're down there. That'd be great. Keep an eye on the website. And just uh, VagabondSouls.com and uh, VagabondSouls on Twitter. That's it. All right, guys. Good to see you again. Always. Uh, don't worry about a thing. Liam's all over this. Liam, I want you to come in early in the show tomorrow and stay throughout. Do a quick four hours with us. All right. Uh, that's it for us, guys. See you tomorrow. Hey, Dad. Yeah, goodbye, Joe. Dog. Satellite